Welcome to the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I am your good buddy, Brandon. And I am your good buddy, Roger. And we're back. And we're back. We always back. I keep saying we're back. It's not like we went anywhere. Uh, how you been, big boy? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Roger, Roger's really excited for the new Coheed and Cambria. He I keeps, sure am, man. He keeps man. playing the music while I'm sitting here trying to, like, you know, check my check I my see, tweets and I see go over Brandon my notes. Up there. As, as, the, the, as the progressions change and that melody picks in, I see him slowly... Raising the horns to the air. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it freaking rules. If you guys are uh, fans of Coheed and Cambria, they got music coming out. This guy. This it, guy. On my birthday, actually. It's when that album releases. Oh, happy birthday. You Thanks, think they man. did that for you? I think so. But Roger, nobody gives a fuck who you are. Who <laughs> <laughs> Or where the, where the fuck am I? I don't it's pretty know. good. It's pretty good. Anyway, uh, yeah. So check that out. That wasn't out. me insulting my good buddy Roger. That's a Coheed and Cambria lyric. All right. He's always insulting me. I thought. Well, you were, yeah, but it's funny. I thought you were quoting System of a Down. Nah, man. That was that was uh. What's it you're called? Just, you're gonna go far. What, what what's that song called? You got Spirit Kid. Yeah, you got Spirit Kid. Nobody gives a fuck who you are. All right. Oh 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 oh. It's a little Coheed and Cambria. All right. That we're not That's here to talk. Stuff. This is not the Coheed and Cambria fan cast. That we can't but make I that could. happen. <laughs> we could make that happen. But let me ask you, buddy. What have you been watching? Dude, I have been watching a lot of stuff this week. I got a lot of catching up that I did. Oh yeah. I finished out a couple of the series. Oh, you missed you meant you didn't mention last week. Yeah, I was gonna talk about it. I finished up Full Metal Panic. Yeah. Uh, I should have said that last week. Uh the new Full Metal Panic, Invisible Victory. Mm-hmm. And the first time Full Metal Panic had returned in eight long years. Pretty good. And my God, I loved it. And it <laughs> left right open to the next season. Which I think is definitely going to get funded and brought out, so I'm super pumped about it. But it ended awesome and very wide open. But yes, it was it was great. All right, uh, man. if y'all are fans of Full Metal Panic, y'all need to see that now. All right. Um, I also finished uh, Darling and the Franks. You liked it? Yes, I did. I thought it was really good from start to finish. The ending that people, you know, a lot of people thought it came out of left. And it did. It did have a big shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finished up the last two episodes. And a lot of people, like, said that it didn't deliver on its promises. But I'm not sure what the hell its promises were that needed to be delivered. Because mm-hmm. I thought the story was, you know, even though it did take a bit of a, a stranger turn, I thought it, it delivered in, in every way that it should. It was very, very good from start to finish. As long as you liked it, who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend checking it out. Hell yeah. Um, What else did I watch? Well, let me tell you. Oh, boy. My good buddy Brandon Bush had been talking about this damn Hanibato <laughs> show. So dude, I sat down. Dude, oh, that last episode was so fucking hot, though. I sat down. It was so good. And I watched all seven episodes in one night What'd that you think? were out. You know, I liked it. I I do have like one minor complaint about it. What's that? And maybe it's more major than minor. I don't know. It just depends on person to person. The secondary characters in the show 
they get like almost like I still feel like I don't know who they are. Yeah, they're getting like they seem like they have their little like B stories going on, but you don't get yeah, a whole but, lot. Of them. Yeah, but you get yeah, very, very little bit. All I know is homegirl likes hot dogs. Yeah. That's her good workout. Meet meet his best after workout I th- or something I like that. I think she has feelings says. for another guy. Seems who, like it. who may have feelings for another girl, but is so lightly hinted at that Yeah. I don't know what feelings are where. You, you see some wheels turn and they just don't. Yeah, they obviously yeah, aren't center yeah. stage. But, you know, it's still got a, at least five more episodes to go. I don't know how many episodes. Sure, sure. I think it's going to be like 12 but or 13. I'll, I'll keep up with it. I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. I'll let you talk about the new episode a little more. I, I yeah. know it's yours and I'm not going to steal it from you. <laughs> but now I can at least follow along because I was like, I don't have anything to watch. I'm oh, about to watch buddy. this honey bought All of it. Oh, Brandon's texting me about it. I was. I texted you out of nowhere like the other night after I finished. I was like, "Holy shit, this this show is so fucking good!" Like, yeah, I was losing it. Yeah, I checked it out and I, I liked it. Um, I also checked out, you know, that island show that I kept looking at mm-hmm. with the like, girl with the cool hair. I like this girl. She's got really cool hair. Uh, it's like black and poofy. I watched a little bit of the first episode <laughs> and I turned it off, dude. What? <laughs> Why, bud? Because. There are points for a guy that enjoys a booby anime oh, as much no. as I do, and I'm not saying this is a booby anime. Okay, but for somebody that can handle things like that as well as I do and take it in great stride and w- watch it with great excitement. Oh no! Even there are some things that are just even too much for me. It was a little too yes too much. within within the first two minutes. This girl, of course, you know a guy washes up on an island. That's the premise of the show, but sh- he's butt naked, and the girl, the young teen girl face plants onto his wiener (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay she's like running she's like running to him like oh my god yeah and this guy is definitely he looks like he's he's definitely an adult he looks like he's probably in his early 20s or so and she looks and she definitely looks like she's 14 okay the whole and there so so i you know i even let that slide i was like what is really you let that slide i let that slide but there's a scene where she comes up missing or whatever and he's wandering around because they're trying to get him off the island there's something mysterious going on with this island oh no and he he's like wandering he finds her hiding in a boat and she's asleep in a little cupboard and then he's then he's about to kiss her while she's sleeping all right that's really <laughs> and he was like am i supposed to do it right here no that's fucked up is this is this what no, i'm supposed you to do, do that yeah, that's and, not that's and not how. Like, uh, and he works. gets real close. Of course, that's all like. And then her she like woke up. Open, yeah, and she's and like, she's "What are you like, trying what? to do, you pervert?" And I was like, "You know what? I think I don't want to watch this. I think I think I'm out. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like something I would not be able to watch oh, at all. I was like, this is a little tidbit on the rabies side. Yeah, not not into it. Jesus, that sounds awful, but. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I got one glimpse of the girl with the poofy hair. That's all you wanted, and and I guess that's all I wanted. She didn't even have a single line yet, but I could not make it. She any. just showed up, and you're like, you know what? That's good enough. Yeah, I don't I need, like, I don't need any hmm. more of this. Yeah, and of course, a new episode of uh, My Hero Academia. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, I love. You it. got to see Homeboy with his wind powers. He's whipping all the ass. And we got some My Hero Academia announcements coming up at the end of the the mm. podcast. So stay tuned for that. Oh snap! Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sounds good, man. Uh, what you been watching, big guy? Uh, I've been watching a few things. Watched new MHA. Um, caught up. Uh, watched another episode of that Cells uh, at Work, which was really great. Mommy showed up in that one. That's fun, dude. I do need to watch that. That show's fun. Did I, I should have done that instead of Island? Did I ever tell you about that one? <laughs> uh, so Cells at Work? No, no. Um, 
so some friends of mine I used to talk to online. We don't really talk anymore because this was years ago. We were, you know, internet friends. You lose them, you gain them, whatever. On Guy Online? <sighs> yeah, don't fuck with me, man. <laughs> this was a while ago. But we would talk about, like, shows and shit. And one of them, it was his girl, and she she would always, like... She would always do the ooh, oh daddy thing whenever we talked about like a like a buff dude. She was really into buff dude and she would always call him daddy. So the rest of us started saying on the very rare occasion that a buff lady shows up, we'd say ooh mommy. So that's what that is. This newest episode sells at work. Mo- mommy, mommy showed up. Oh god! <laughs> a character came in and I was like, oh damn, mama's home. <laughs> this homegirl, homegirl. I mean, she looks like a slight you know they, they always these anime characters well, always look she? relatively like, thin is she, the... she is a natural killer cell and she has big old buff arms oh. and oh my god she whips so much is it is it like um oh god i can't remember his name from uh recovery of a memo junkie the, oh the no, no 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 uh, i like that no because okay. if that's the thing so that's the thing with the these shows is like very often it's one thing it, okay this show has a has a bunch of cute girls okay fine this show has a bunch of cute girls and they whip ass they're very strong okay fine this show has a bunch of cute girls and also they actually draw them strong that doesn't happen often enough and when it does it's like mmo junkie where it's like oh this is for comedic effect like yeah. that's the joke is that she's super buff yeah this lady like she looks like relatively average like simple you know hot anime girl but she's got big ass arms and i'm like yeah 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 yeah. that's great (laughs) i'm into that it's a good time but yeah she she showed up she whipped a lot out uh ass next episode is probably going to be crazy uh without any spoilers the it's like kind of a part one part two thing the end of this one you find out what they're what they're like going up against this this thing that is invading by like oh it's like they had an episode about the flu and there's a bunch of flu cells they had an episode about this thing there's a bunch of those cells this one is like a oh damn that's a they're actually going there with this one it's like oh that seems like the kind of thing you don't beat <laughs> oh do you want to take a guess probably cancer it's cancer <laughs> there's a cancer cell and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> uh, cute show about cells. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but that's been watching that. Um, also started watching, uh, finally started watching that uh, Michiko and Hatchin show, which is pretty sweet. Um, pretty rad. That first episode was kind of hard to get into because, uh, man, oh, man, you basically are seeing this. Girl planted in dude's wiener? No, nobody plants in anyone's <laughs> wiener. You do see this girl who's living in, like, she's basically doing the Cinderella thing, wicked stepmother, stepfather, and step siblings who literally just spend all their time shitting on this girl. It's pretty tough to watch for a little while. But then, uh, Michiko, the 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 main like older lady, uh, the older girl in the show shows up, like drives through the fucking house on her motorcycles, like hop on. It's like, well, hell yeah, this is gonna be good. So that's a pretty fun show. Um, I'm like five episodes in. Episode three was also kind of a massive bummer, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, more about that, I guess, when I finish it. But yes, I do want to talk about this last episode of Hanibato because that show is entirely my shit. I think is what I told you. In the text message. Probably. It was a very long text. It's it's so good. I think I'd actually started the show when you texted me that. So so I was getting kind of like mild spoilers as I was starting the okay, show. Okay, sorry. It's okay, you didn't know. It's just so... It's just so fucking good. Like that last episode... Okay, spoilers for episode 7 if anyone's actually going to watch this. I already spoiled some stuff in the last episode, but tried to keep it relatively big, vague. But I guess skip ahead like a minute and a half if you don't want to hear about this show. Uh, 
but it's fucking amazing. Like they literally Hanasaki is like the the girl who has the who was basically abandoned by her mom who has been shit on by all these people this girl fancies herself her rival and she's like I'm gonna beat you I have to beat you the whole yeah. time it just seems Hanasaki point, like the whole the, time is just like this girl had uh, a cold and she gave she 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 had a competition she had a match against Hanasaki with with the with the mom who was famous she the the girl she's facing with the pink hair has a cold and she wants to fight her on even footing to prove that she can beat her. So she grabs her, ducks her into like a closet somewhere and just curls up next to her and starts coughing in her face until she also gets sick. And that's how she and she does end up beating her, which is like, this is fucked up. Why do you take this so seriously? Hanasaki does not. She's that good at the game. She doesn't really take it that seriously for the most part, particularly now after all this shit's gone down. But she's got all these people just shitting on her, giving her garbage. They want to beat her. Oh, I got to beat you. She's like, I don't, can you, I just want to live. And then in this episode, she basically just says, okay, fuck it. If you want to make me the villain, I'll be your goddamn villain. Yeah, she's about. She goes straight yeah, up she's psycho, like, bro. Gonna- I'm not going to lose. What's the point of playing it's if you're going to lose? It's amazing. It's amazing. And on the on the one hand, you're like... They draw our eyes differently, Yes, too. yes. They, she has that blank stare. Like I told you before, she's got like this blank stare. Like her, her, uh, her pupils are huge and like the flat colors. And she looks like she's just like... In, she yeah, looks it's like, it's like green on dark Forgive green. me for lack of a better word. She looks like a crazy person. She looks out of her mind. Like possessed. Almost. Yes, like... like 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 she is broken she is a broken person and there there's like a bit where pink hair girl she's facing pink hair girl in this episode who who fucked with her before real bad and pink hair girl is like oh here's a tissue you might need this when i beat you so bad and you start crying she's like okay no i'm i'm gonna destroy you and then she get there on the floor she does in fact destroy her and then pink hair girl is like literally laying there because that last shot she had to die for it and she didn't she didn't end up getting the shot over the net She's laying there and you can see she's about to start crying and she looks up and Hanasaki's just like holding the tissue out to her like, you need this? Was, like you want, pretty great, you want, dude. you want a villain? You got a fucking villain. They literally made her the bad guy. It's so goddamn good. I love this show. But she still like doesn't feel like the, the bad guy. Oh, you're out of your mind. She is absolutely the villain. Like know. that's the thing. I didn't feel that way. Like it feels like the kind of thing where her friends and everything are going to pull her out of that. Yes, of course. But like that's the thing is that they, they literally like... She she is a villain right now. She yeah. really is. Like they 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 messed well, with her. Like they pushed her so treating, far. Treating her still like shit. She's, yeah, she's ducked into this this mode where she's you know like I guess villain villain villainous. villainous yeah. I would say. she's villainous. Yes, but like that's the whole thing. Is like on the one hand you're like, but you're the you're the good guy. You're not supposed to sink to their level. You're not supposed to do that shit. And on the other hand, I'm sitting there like, hell yeah, tell them bitches who like fuck them. Get, get that shit girl yeah. like she's whipping ass and like at the end of it uh she's like uh with talking to her friend her best is best friend from when she was a little kid and her best is best friend tells her uh she tells her best friend she says um something like wow she was really pathetic huh and her friend tells her hey you know you can respect your opponent you know and she's just like whatever all that matters is winning yeah oh, like they made her the fucking yeah and i'll here. tell you that that was a line where she's like what's the point of playing badminton if you're not gonna win yeah it's it's good shit man i really <clears throat> and, and I do i do have to admit that sometimes i i find myself not getting as sucked into it as i probably mm. should 
Because it's badminton, dude. I mean, it is goofy, but th- okay, as with anything, if it, if you do it I right, like, you can make it interesting. Yeah, and sure. the way they do it, where they're like, it looks like some fucking Dragon Ball Z shit, where like, they're hitting the things, like, flying I back and forth real fast. I keep having that separation of where I'm trying to figure out, in what universe do people care about badminton this okay. much? I did look up it's some. A, it's like a sea level Olympic sport. Oh whatever. Yeah, I looked up some fucking some fucking uh look, look up some badminton trick shots on YouTube. Like there's some compilations that no, are pretty I'm sure badass. There are, there's 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 cool shit. Don't get me wrong. It is goofy tennis. No yeah. one calls it goofy tennis more than me. It is a compelling story, and I'm yeah, into man, it. Slap a couple of cocks around, dude. Shuttle cocks, yeah. <laughs> and then next episode, Aragaki apparently is going to take on this other girl who whipped up on her bestest best friend a couple episodes ago. So looks like it's going to be good shit. But that's <clears> enough about the honeyball. Auto uh, love fest corner. Yeah. What are we watching today, buddy? What, today what we're we going over the final four episodes of this first uh, first series uh, of the well newest version, I guess. Legend. Of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. De Noe Tese. De Noe Tese. You've been really working on that one. I huh? sure have. You've been listening to that voice at the end every of every episode. Time. Every single time. De and I will tese. tell you, since we're closing out, I really am gonna miss listening to uh, Binary Star. It's a cool song. It really is. It's a really cool song. You gotta pull it up every now and then on the YouTube yeah, and be like, to, yeah, I'm gonna have to put it, it on a playlist. <laughs> There's a version on Spotify. I played it for you, but it's like not the real one. It's a it's a dude covering it, and it's not bad. He does have that voice like he's from Simple Plan. Like yeah. he, he sings, sings through, through his, his noise. He sings through his nose the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like the song is like a lady. Binary. That's what it sounds like. The the actual song is the lady. She starts an adorable star. And he's like, an adorable star. Like that's what he that's sounds pretty like. Pretty good, dude. You freaking nailed it. That's kind of what he sounds like. It's not again, not bad. It's just like that that st- that style of singing, like Okay, enough. Now it feels like we're talking shit on this guy. I am talking a little bit of shit on him. I don't talk shit on it him. It ain't that good. No, I think it's I think it's a good cover. I just think that like his style of singing doesn't really suit that kind of song. I'm sorry. I can't be perfect. All right. I feel bad now. <laughs> you sound like a kazoo, dude. To dude on Spotify who's covering these cool anime songs. I love you, and I'm sorry it sounded like I was talking shit. I love you. All right. But we are getting right into it. We are on episode nine. <clears throat> Each person's star. That is the name of the episode. It sure is. This is a pretty good one. I like this one. Yeah. Oh, nice. Siri thought you needed something. Yeah. Thank you, Siri. This fucking guy. I don't need anything. Nope. <laughs> you can't just say it. <laughs> just keep your ass over there. <laughs> All right. Um, trying to hijack my show but yeah this one starts with a a pretty quick little bit where you see jessica and some of her students she's apparently quitting her job teaching music and whatnot uh she's putting down that stradivarius she's letting it go man she's got she's got to put it down uh she's on the roof for a bit she uh as she's standing there she gets out her wallet and she pulls out that picture that her and yang and uh, jean took on the roof which is really cool she still has that um and then she ends up at yang's house and she seems a bit surprised when Julian answers the door. And then we roll credits. We don't see what happens after that, but we find out a little bit later. Uh, back from the credits, the free at the Free Planet Alliance Central Government Building, we have a meeting of the High Council. These are the politicians, the High Council. Uh, in there, Joan Labello, who is the financial secretary, is talking about how the war has become too expensive. There's a budget crisis. He says we need to begin peace talks. 
no one else seems interested. Everybody's giving, saying, well, no, come on, we've got this. This is our, uh, 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 what do they say? Our noble purpose to, to bring freedom to the, the, the people of the Imperial Empire. We have to stop them and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, y'all sound like some fucking Imperials mm-hmm. right now. <sighs> yeah, you're learning a whole lot is wrong up in up in this place. Yeah, and it really sounds like they are in fact Yong Yong said before, well, unless they do something stupid like try to, you know, counter invasion, you know that's exactly where they should go. Yeah. We then see Yong at home, he's getting dressed, he tucks a letter into his jacket. We know he was planning on resigning after uh after the capture of Yishalone and we know that's what he plans to do. Uh, he tells Julian as he's leaving to meet him at headquarters after school. After uh, he gets out of school, he wants to uh, take him out for dinner to talk, to discuss something. They're going with him. to TGI Fridays, man. No, no, they don't. Um, and then we see Young talking to Sitole, uh, giving him his reg- letter of resignation. And Sitole, uh, your buddy Sithole, my good buddy Sithole, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't exactly accept his reg- resignation. He says, "We need your tactical brilliance." Um, and particularly since the high council is now considering an invasion, invading the empire and Yang's like, Oh God damn it. Oh, 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 oh God damn it. Like he knew, he knew we all knew bunch of assholes. They weren't going to let that go. But, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, he says, apparently a young officer from planning has a plan. He's from planning and he's got a plan and he brought it to the committee we find out who that guy is in a minute and boy, oh boy, boy, I hate him. I hate him more than anybody. He's the worst one. He's the worst freaking one. Uh, but Young still wants out. Totally asks him, well, if you do leave, then what's going to happen to your new fleet? What happens to the 13th? And that stops him for a second. But then we cut back to the uh, High Council and we see Huang Lewis, who is the Secretary of Human Resources, who wants to have reserve soldiers put back into the private sector. Uh, he's talking about how a lot of the people who are working in the in in the countries, you know, government jobs, everything, they they're aren't as well trained. They're working, but they're not as well trained because everybody who's well trained is going off to war mm-hmm. and, you know, either staying out there or dying <clears throat> and stuff's not getting done back here. We've got this foothold at Easterloan. We need to keep that. They can't invade us now. We need to come back and rebuild. And no one's biting. Um, some do agree, but most of them don't see it, uh, such as Secretary of Transportation Cornelia Windsor. It's just a real jerk. And. She talks about how, uh, about how, you know, the continued need for sacrifice. And again, she says, uh, their great and noble purpose. She talks about how it, they need to, uh, crush the iron and bring freedom to all these people. It's like, we're going to, we're going to bring them freedom with bombs and shit. It'll be great. She didn't want to bring freedom. We find out what she wants here in a second. Yeah. Uh, we also see, uh, Royal Sanford just has a great name. Royal Sanford. Royal Sanford. Jesus Christ. He's the high council chairman uh, who brings up, who shows their approval ratings. 31% approval rating, 56% disapproval. I guess the uh, remaining percentages are just like, man, I don't give a shit. Um, But he suggests that a victory over the empire within these next hundred days is going to guarantee re-election. And everybody's like, oh, yes, yes, that sounds great. Joan Labello, the guy from before, says, are you freaking kidding me? You can't issue military orders just to keep your power. You can't You can't do this. This is horrible. This is the wrong way to do things. You're going to get... There's no reason for this other than, other than to just keep your stupid positions. Are you kidding? And everybody's like, yeah, but my position. So they put it to a vote. Eight to three. Uh, Huang and uh, Joan, who we already saw arguing yeah. against this, and Huang. Job 
Trunick to the <clears throat> yeah, and this this the guy from guy before. Too. You ever heard the saying a uh, uh, fox in the hen house? Yeah, he's one he, of them. He was a hen in the fox house, dude. Yeah, dude. He's uh, a <laughs> well, jo- Job is uh, voting against, but uh, he he's obviously pleased that the vote passed. But he did does want everyone to know. I just wanted to be clear. Not I that did vote guy. against That's not it. the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, I'm talking about. Yeah, this is the dude who uh, Jessica told off at the big. Yeah, memorial he voted thing. for, it and then he was like, "Just tell everybody that I voted against it." Yeah, no, he yeah he did vote against it, but he knew it was going to pass anyway. That was his point. Oh, okay. He wants everyone to think that oh, I didn't ask for this. I look, we're, they want to go off to war. There's nothing I can do. It was put to okay. a vote. I did go against it though. Like he's one of those guys. He's trying yeah. to. He's trying mm-hmm. to make it look like he he actually gives a shit when no he he knows what he's getting and he knows what this he wants. This shit's getting a little too close to home, man. It's pretty bad, man. <laughs> um, yeah, he's obviously pleased. Wants the record to show that he did vote against the proposal. Meanwhile, Young uh, runs into Schunkamp again uh, on in the elevator, who tells him <laughs> that the uh, he he figure has figured out that Young did in fact come here to try and resign. He says, "Well, you know, they're not going to let you go," and he says, "Honestly, I kind of hope you'll stay." Uh, you're too good at your job, he says. And he goes on to tell him that, you know, despite being so, despite appearing so reckless and acting like a real badass and whatnot, he has no intention of dying in the military. He wants to live to about 150, he says, and die an old man in his bed surrounded by his family. And uh, he looks at Yang and he says, you think you can help me get that? Because he, he knows if ever, if never, if he's under anybody else, he's probably going to end up dead. So then Young and Julian uh, Start fearing for my boys right around this point It's gonna be bad man uh, Young and Julian then uh, they, they meet up, they go to get some lunch They end up at the March Rabbit Which is not, it's a March Hare Matt is a March Hare is the term But they call it the March Rabbit Okay fine Whatever It's uh, Cheddars It's Cheddars, it's a, it's a fake Cheddars <laughs> It's a little, little fancier than Cheddars a little spinach dip. You get, get, them a, get them a, what's that fucking sandwich they have there That you dip in the sauce i can't uh, remember french dip no it's that it's that ridiculous sandwich it's like a ham sandwich and tur- ham and turkey deep fried and then they give you like the cranberry sauce to dip in i forget what it's called i call it the fucking heart attack because it's not like a thanksgiving sandwich or something no it's some ridiculous shit i can't remember it's someone someone screaming at their ipod right now like it's called this but nobody has an ipod anymore yeah, they got at their an iPod. IPod. <laughs> <laughs> yelling at their zoom their, their special their special edition halo 3 zoom which if anybody wants to if anybody has one of those and wants to give it to your good buddy, send it this way. I would happily use that Zune. Talk talk about the Zune some more. I, it's gonna bug me that I can't remember the name of the sandwich. Okay, I Google so it. this Zune is dope. It is a <laughs> Halo Three limited edition Zune. And I always wanted one. I never got one. And every now and then I see it pop up, and I remember, oh yeah, I need to get that Zune. I don't know how much that Zune costs, so you know I never get around to looking it up. So while Brandon's looking this up. Are you I'm looking look up, up the other thing? I'm gonna this look is up the stupid. Halo 3 this Zune. is stupid. I can't it's keep trying stupid, to find dude. the sandwich. It's not stupid, dude. Halo 3 Zune. Somebody's yelling at their Halo 3 Zune, and I'm about to know how much the Zune is worth. All right. We don't want to see normal listings. We want to go to sold. So uh, tip on eBay. If this were the, the how to use eBay for pricing podcast, never use the first Monte Cristo. That's see. what it's called. Monte Cristo. It Monte will kill Cristo. you. It will kill you. Holy shit. This Zune is going for like 200 fucking dollars. This is the worst use of podcast time we've ever uh you can find some how un- cool how cool is this untested ones untested ones let me for, see cool uh, for about 100 bucks it can't be that cool let me see let me find a good one there we go it's just a brown zoom kids oh, let's get these pictures up that's it's just a brown, a brown there's, there's more 
It's just a plain old fucking Zune. Who gives a shit? Who the hell, What kind of monster just puts one picture up on eBay? What are they listening to right there? What's what's playing? Uh, country. They're listening to the best of Marty Robbins. Yeah, there's a song called "It Matters to Me" and "Fly." Fly from the album "It Matters to Me." I don't know. Yeah, I don't this know. is this is not what the show is about, Roger. <laughs> well, you were looking up a Monty. I Cristo. was looking up this ridiculous sandwich, and looking, I'm sorry. You were looking up a sandwich, dude. Let me look up my Zoom. A delicious, delicious sandwich. All right, you look up that Zoom. I'm gonna talk to the good buddies. How y'all? How y'all feeling, man? Here you go, dude. Here's a better look at this Zoom. Y'all, um, y'all doing anything this weekend? <laughs> Somebody's yelling at the Zoom right now. I just don't. They're like, stop talking about my goddamn Zoom. <laughs> okay, there. So this one's like a blue. It looks like a Zoom. If you know what a Zoom looks like, if you don't, I don't blame you. Nobody does. Uh, it's got a little Halo Three logo on the bottom of it. Yeah, and the back is like all Master Chief green. It looks dumb as hell, man. I want it, dude. Well, I hope you, you know get it one I like day, man. Like that, yep. Foolish. Anyway, let's get back to the show. That <laughs> yeah, we talked about our sandwiches and zooms. God, I'm go so in, sorry. Man. I'm so sorry, Good Buddies Universe. I'm sorry I let us go <laughs> off on that. Anyway, they're trying to get a table at the March Rabbit. It's full up. Uh, they are, however, saved by Lieutenant Greenhill, who walks over. She's there with her father, uh, Admiral Greenhill, and uh, he has invited them to join. Uh, to join them, so they do, and they sit down with the with the two Green Hills, and they you know have a little meal. Uh, Julian is apparently not only excelling in school, but also at something called fly ball. He's a little he's a little sports boy, and the Green Hills are sitting there like, oh man, you're doing so great. I've heard all about this, and Yang's just like, what? Because of course he doesn't know what's up, what's going on in this kid's life, even though he's his guardian. Of course he doesn't. Jesus, Yang, get your shit together. Um, what? Why is your computer it's, beeping? It's Facebook is open oh, okay. on it over there. <laughs> All right. So, um, they also uh, talk for a bit about the capture of Easterlone, uh, how it's divided the alliance. There's a lot of people who are in favor of uh, of uh, continuing the war, and they're actually becoming a bit violent. Uh, to which Yong says, "Oh, you mean the Patriotic Night Corps?" and uh, Greenhill, ju- uh, Admiral Greenhill, just gives him a, "Oh, th- those assholes! Come on." They're just a bunch of jerks. If These I could, assholes. I'd stomp them out. He's a bunch of jerks. He's talking shit on him. Uh, and Yang kind of smiles at that, knowing, okay, this guy's all right. Uh, we then cut back to uh, the Dominion of Fazan. And we see Dominique Saint-Pierre, who's getting dressed while the uh, Fazan leader, Adrian Rubin- Rubinsky, discusses the uh, go- his government's investments in the Empire and the Alliance. Uh so Dominique St. Pierre is apparently some kind of performer. Uh, she goes off to do a show or something and in a second. And Verbinski's like, you know, you don't have to do that. And she's like, yeah, but I, li- I like having my freedom. And it's like, okay, cool. She's also like, you know, just a fairly stereotypical super hot blonde uh, is what she looks like. Adrian Verbinski, I don't know if we properly described this guy, looks like Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah. with a bit of a beard. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... He look, he's he's slightly... He's a little tanner skin than everyone else. He has red eyes. He looks like Ishbal in Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah. So, and also this girl... Um, God, what was her name again? One more one more time. Uh, Dominique Saint-Pierre. She looks like a spy if I've ever seen one. Yeah, so, you think so? <laughs> yeah. She's like... She's a typical femme fatale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um... But yeah, he, uh, Nikita, dude. apparently Rabinsky here uh, has been investing in the Empire and the Alliance. And 
while uh, he says while they're blasting each other away in space, Fazan has quietly taken control of nearly all the money. They they have pretty much all their war bonds, and he they are poised to rule the universe financially, unlike uh, the Empire who wants to rule it, you know, by force, and the Alliance who says they just want to bring uh, freedom everywhere. But as we're seeing, they actually just want to you know stay in power and eventually rule everything because what a bunch of assholes yeah <sighs> damn governments anyway uh dominique also uh I, here's here's exactly what i wrote down here uh he says that they're, they're poised to take over and dominique says yes as long as another rudolph doesn't show up and when she mentions another rudolph uh and a new galactic empire i wrote down here's my exact words this Lex Luthor looking motherfucker pops a chubby. He gets a, he gets a, he's kind of like, Hmm, another, a new galactic empire. Eh? Like, like he's horny for that. He, he obviously just had the thought, Ooh, I could run shit. And that's, uh, that's kind of where he's looking. Uh, back with Yang, the group is, uh, the group says their goodbyes. Uh, Admiral Greenhill asks, uh, Yang, uh, Hey Yang, have you thought about settling down and getting married? And his daughter's like, Oh God damn it. And she like blushes a little bit. She obviously has a thing for Yang. Um, Yang says maybe when there's peace, uh, you know, we'll may, maybe once all this is over, it's not gonna be over, Yang. It's not gonna be over. Uh, we then see Yang and Julian taking a ride home in uh in you know one of their future Ubers. Uh, Jessica has apparently won a representative election and is a strong anti-war proponent. Uh, Julian, as they're watching this in the car, recognizes her uh, from about a month ago. She says, uh, he says she showed up, uh, didn't say much, but, um, uh, you know, talked about, yeah, I believe just it's said, the first take thing care you of see him. in the episode. Yeah, her, her and it's, it's now, like, it, it's, it's Or was meeting. it at the end of the last episode where she knocked on the door? It's somewhere in there. No, it, it was at the beginning of this one. Um, but anyway, uh, he, he says he recognizes her and Yang's like, what? And then the car stops, some kind of traffic error. Yang and Julian decide they're going to walk. And on the way, Yang asks about Jessica. Apparently she left no message, but seemed happy. Um, and asked Julian to take care of Yang. Uh, as they're walking, um, they're looking up at the night sky. It's beautiful. All these stars. It's, it's really pretty looking. You can see them from everywhere. And I'm like, y'all are in the city. I see streetlights. There's no way you can see all them fucking stars. You lying TV yeah. show. Anyway. Uh, it's light pollution. Light pollution. That ain't happening. You ain't see no stars. And ain't that pretty. Ain't that freaking pretty. But as they're walking, uh, Julian says uh, that he noticed for a second him and Yang were looking at the same star. And uh, Yang says, you know, you don't have to look at the same star as me. Which is kind of a goofy way of saying you can you can make your own decisions you don't have to join the military like i did he he clearly like we said before he doesn't want this kid to join the yeah. military he's kind of telling him you can do your own thing man i know i'm awesome but come on anyway we then see jessica giving a speech uh as she uh as we already said she's uh you know b become a representative or yeah, something this is about time that i texted you and i was like he was texting me saying this like, girl's about to get popped yeah she's about to get a cap blasting and oh no i could feel it coming did she it happen says, uh no it did not she's saying that she won't be silent she says the history is being made right now and she reiterates her she talks for a little while and she reiterates her she says to the people in in power i ask where are you and she uh where the fuck are you why don't presidents find the wall? Why do they always find the wall? That's great. But uh, she also says, and what are you doing to help? 
which I thought was very good. That's episode nine, and we're on to episode ten. Episode ten. We should have. We would have. We would have spent half as much time on that if we weren't looking up sandwiches and zunes. God damn it! <laughs> I feel bad. Oh man, what other podcast that they took time to go look up a zune and a sandwich called a Monte Cristo? Monte Cristo. That thing will fuck you up, dude. I wouldn't eat it, dude. I wouldn't know. Swear to God, a, a friend of mine said that her dad, they used to go there all the time, and one day her dad got a Monte Cristo, ate that whole thing. It's a deep-fried ham, turkey, and cheese sandwich that you dip in this freaking cranberry or some kind of some <laughs> kind of berry sauce. It, it's like, it's basically a dessert sandwich. And this fool, as they were driving home, he had to pull over because he was having <laughs> palpitations. I'm like, y'all, just don't eat the sandwich. Yeah, I'm talking about the sandwich some more. <laughs> There's our theme. I found our theme. It is that sandwich, that deep fried sandwich. Listen, I've had a bite. It's delicious. It will kill you. <laughs> anyway, we're on to episode 10. What's episode 10 called? Oh, it's called Interlude. Interlude. Yes, excellent. All right. So I'm going to set the stage here. And I think me and Roger are just going to go off for about 10 minutes. So be yeah, prepared. Get ready for this. So this one starts on, on Fazan. Rubinsky is discussing the Alliance's plans to invade. Uh, because one when we when we uh we saw earlier with the with the uh what you who's it with the high council they have decided to invade they're gonna do a counter invasion. Uh, Rubinsky's discussing those plans with the Empire's High Commissioner Jochen von Rinnescheid. Uh and he is shocked when he hears that apparently thirty million troops are heading their way. And now I'm gonna close my notes. And we about to talk some mad shit, cause this motherfucker's hair <laughs> looks like <laughs> you. The first thing you texted me was that he looks like our Dorothy from yeah. Big O. He looks like him and Dorothy go to the same hairstyle. <laughs> this fool has like a crop top bowl cut with the straight bangs across the front. A bob cut. A bob cut. Yes, a bob. A bobbed like bowl cut with 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 the bangs across the front. I can't deal with this shit. He, he, he looks look, like he's got an albino watermelon on his head. He he looks like Prince Adam is singing what's going on. <laughs> he look he looks like he looks like somebody chromed up a coconut and just stuck it on him, man. He looks like Weevil Underwood <laughs> grew up. <laughs> he's got he's got he's got that Sia hair, man. He looks like Sia. He looks like he's about to swing from the <laughs> chandelier. He, he looks like he looks like if if somebody took Magneto's helmet and stretched it out a little bit. <laughs> and, then, and then just spray painted yeah. it silver. <laughs> He's got this bone straight, bone white hair. He's wearing yeah. a skull on the outside. I hate him, Roger. <laughs> I hate him so much. He looks like, he, he looks like a fucked up June bug, man. <laughs> Dude, he looks like... So, um... He looks like the outline of maybe... maybe uh, God, what what did I say? That oh, uh, somebody somebody's like, hey, we need to redesign this character. <laughs> Bring me some ink. I'm about to mushroom stamp this paper. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what it is too. Cause like I looked up what this character looked like in the original series, and I feel like they had to change it because he looked too much like Tywin Lannister for anybody that watches Game of Thrones. He looks like the Lannister dad in the original series. Here, he looks like that, but wearing a Sia wig. Like, he's free to be the greatest. Like, he looks ridiculous. Yeah. He looks so goddamn stupid. He's got thick skin and elastic heart. I hate him. He, he looks like if Cher decided to go with a silver look, that might be a wig <laughs> that she would wear. It's the worst, man. It's really bad. It's really... Really, really, Cleopatra looking. 
If you've ever seen Closer, that scene where Homegirl is like he, where where dude goes to the strip club and sees Homegirl and she's got that pink, he he she's got that pink wig, or maybe another way of saying that same hairstyle. She looks like the girl. He looks like the girl from uh from that Lazy Town show with the pink hair, but mm-hmm. like just dye that silver. That's what he's got going yeah. on. He looks absolutely absurd. I yeah, hate him. He looks like he I looks hate him, like I hate somebody him. ripped Tom Brady's face mask off. <laughs> <laughs> Like in the wide shot, I thought he was wearing a helmet, and then he zoomed in, and I was like, "Oh goddamn, that's all him, huh?" <laughs> Somebody removed Darth Vader's breathing apparatus <laughs> and just dumped some white out on him. He looks like white, Dar- white Darth Vader without the face part. Oh my like god, the ghost it's horrible. Of Calvin Pass, dude. It's so bad. Oh my god, it's, it's so bad. It's, it is, it is oh. freaking awful. He's like if you like those pictures where like like in a cartoon, if a chick hatches out of an egg and the shell's still on its head, that's what he's got <laughs> <Yeah>. going. <laughs> Holy shit, I hate this man. Oh my god, dude. All right, oh have god. we gone on long enough? <laughs> I think so, dude. I think we hit I, all the I good think, jokes. I think my favorites there were uh, the albino watermelon. That one's a classic. <laughs> And and my my new one that I come up, he looks like a grown up Weevil Underwood. <laughs> now, if you don't remember who Weevil Underwood is, oh no, did you pull you it up? This character from Yu Gi Oh. Wow, <laughs> that's the kid who that's the kid who tore up the Exodia, right? Yeah, or he's the bug kid. The bug kid. Okay. Asshole. All right, man. We all right. We are good. We're back. We're going back into it. <laughs> good buddies, going universe. On? Leave it. Leave us a. <laughs> he does look like he man. He looks like Prince Adam. He looks like Prince Adam, oh, like God. an old Prince Adam. All right, leave us a comment somewhere if you want to tell us what else this fucker looks like. When, if you, when you put this on YouTube, can you just take a picture of that fool and put it up for that yeah, like two-minute stretch? I sure can. That fool looks so stupid. All right. <clears throat> anyway, we're going back into it. 30 million troops are apparently heading their way. Uh, bowl cut leaves. Rubinsky uh, appar- uh, talks about how apparently he gets off on using lives as chips in his games. Uh, it's he's he's playing. He, it's all a game to him, and he's playing to win, and he's apparently winning right now. Uh, and he says that he needs Reinhardt to win this next move, uh, but not by too much because he needs them to keep fighting. Uh, meanwhile, back on Odin, we see Lichtenlaid, who uh, again is the acting. Uh, you know what was it? Uh, ch- chief of something? I don't remember. There's <sighs> too many names and too many positions to keep in mind. But Lichtenlaid, Mister Lemonlaid, Lemon Lemonade from yeah, a couple episodes ago. Ago, he's uh, a couple episodes of what? <laughs> a couple episodes ago. A couple episodes ago. Uh, he apparently uh, has received the intel. He knows this attack is going to be serious, but he also knows that they need a victory now more than any other time. Uh, the Minister of Finance, Mr. Gerlock, suggests that they, well, I mean, obviously that blonde brat wants to do it. Let's send Reinhardt. Lichtenlaid sees it as a lose-lose situation, which is interesting because before when he was talking about stuff, he was saying it's a win-win. If that guy wins, then we, then we got him in our pocket. If he loses, then we got more power to mess with him. He says, no, this one's a lose-lose. If Reinhardt wins, then we have less control over him. If he if he loses, then we have to face the Alliance on our own in a in a bad situation. And it's like, well, damn, dude, you just can't win for shit, can you? Anyway, back at the Alliance operations, operations the Admirals, uh, of course, led by Satole, are now forming their expeditionary force uh, and naming the fleets in their, command, uh, in their combat force. Uh, Lobos... Uh, Admiral Lobos is apparently going to be the guy running the whole show. Uh, whereas uh, many of the other admirals, including Bucock, um, 
uh, uh, Green Admiral Greenhill and of course Yong are going to be uh, running the fleets that are actually going to be out there attacking. Uh, Yong is in fact there. He has not resigned. His res resignation was not accepted. Uh, and sure enough, more than 30 million troops are going to be moving out. Uh, we then see a brief scene of Yong back at home where he, uh, he's sitting there eating some soup or something and he's, he's regretful. He, he feels like his cap, he figured that his capture of Easterlom would make things easier so that he could get out. But in fact, it's only emboldened everybody to keep going and push on through into this, uh, into this, you know, counter invasion. He said that it made victory look easy. And now the cry for war has increased. They think it's just so simple to run in there and do these things. They don't know that he that they were all that close to just being annihilated and nothing would have changed. Instead, they pulled it off and now everyone's like, well, hell yeah, let's keep going. Woo! And there you go. Um, after that brief flashback, we're back in the operations meeting and Sitole turns the conversation to their plan of attack. And we meet the person, maybe the only person I hate more than that ridiculous bull cut boy, Commodore Andrew Falk. Oh, he's the oh. freaking worst, dude. I he hate him so. I hate him. Absolute worst. He's the worst person. And he's absolutely, he's one of those characters. You remember when we were watching, um, oh, uh, Agretzko? Yeah. And I was like, all these characters are relatable and you know this person. Mm -hmm. This is definitely a guy that somebody knows out there that you've met at mm -hmm. least once in your life. Yeah, man. He's the biggest shithead. He's just a jackass. This guy, this guy, this guy talks a lot of shit and he gets all up in Yang's face about a couple things. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, Yang, you're the one who's do who's pulling all the big wins. Just like whip your dick out and let mm -hmm. it swing a little bit, man. Tell him who you are. But he doesn't do it because Yang's trying to be, you know, respectful and trying to be nice. When in fact, this fool needs to get a needs to get dick slapped a couple times he needs somebody to show him uh that hey you talk a big game but you ain't doing nothing we're the ones doing it we see that scene later and it's fucking glorious anyway here he starts by saying it's an honor to participate this his plan however appears to be to just walk in and say hey here we are because they pretty much are just going to launch just a corridor attack, just going straight on through, hitting these planets, liberating them, quote unquote, bringing them the freedom as there's their uh, great, you know, uh, 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 burden to bring freedom to these people uh, is what they keep saying. This guy sounds real empirical when he talks. But apparently that's the plan is just to move on through, capture the shit and then move right on to Easterlone uh, or not to Easterlone from Easterlone to uh, Odin and just capture everything. And, Yang, of course, is just saying, listen, you know, this isn't going to work. If we're that spread out, it's going to be way too easy to attack us. And, of course, uh, this fault guy's just like, oh, well, well, I mean, we're covering the whole sector. If they try to attack any of us, then we'll just swoop in and crush them. It's baby stuff. Come on. I got this. You don't got shit. He ain't going to do nothing. Um, he says if the enemy's foolish enough to try to get into their formation, they'll be pincered. Kazern, of course, jumps in, points out... Uh, well, listen, I mean, we can't, you don't win wars without supplies, and we have a lack of provisions here. We can't just keep doing this. Uh, we can't just keep running out there. And uh, Lobos tells him, well, then you just secure uh, supplies on sites on the planets where you go to. And he's like, that's a really poor plan of action. What if they don't have anything? What if we can't uh, gain any supplies there? And he says, well, you're the supply guy. Figure it out. It's your job. It's like, all right, that's great planning. It's like a real shitty manager. I know a few people like him, too. Damn it, dude. It's going to take me forever to find a picture of this guy. 
What I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna have to hop on and take a screenshot. Oh, dude, I, I already got one. I sent you one earlier. I'll grab you another one. Of the of the actual haircut? Yeah, that was the one I sent you. It I was that was one. his original one. I thought. No, no, I sent you. I sent you one earlier today. And oh, then you're you right. You did. You did. I'm sorry. I wow. had a bad headache today. Roger, come on. Give sorry, me, man. I've been over get, here looking for a picture. Like, get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. Anyway, because Aaron points out uh, lack of precisions. We already went over that. Uh, Yonglin points out that Lohengrom will likely be leading this uh, this counterattack, so they need a more cautious plan. And Falk says overestimating the enemy is is the greatest disgrace. Uh, we we we're not gonna worry about. We can't worry about like you know being fearful of these guys. We're the ones in control. We're gonna run in and handle it, which is easy to say when you're not in the goddamn ship. Yeah. And guess who ain't gonna be in the ship? This guy's a real asshole, and I hate him. You're supposed to hate him, so you know, yeah. good writing, I guess. Uh, but yeah, he seems like a real douche face. Uh, anyway, uh, he claims that when they come to liberate the people, uh, the empire, uh, the empire people. citizens are going to welcome them with open arms. They're gonna, they're gonna love us. We're there to free them. And Yang says that uh, that is speculation. Falk, Falk called his uh, his plan. Yang, he said that he was being speculative, saying that they need to be more cautious. He says, no, that's speculation, motherfucker. These people, we don't know that they're gonna love us. That they're gonna op- welcome us with open arms. And boy, uh, do they not? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Anyway, after this scene, we get a scene with uh, just Satole and Yang. Uh, Yang standing there whilst with just Satole, and they're they're talking for a bit. Dude, I and uh, okay. So at this point, I've seen Satole a number of times, and he's literally the only character in the entire anime that I noticed with colored lips. Yeah. Why? Well, okay, so here's the thing. Usually when you're in a wide shot like that, they tend to, like, if you, folks with paler skin, they tend to draw them with outlet. Maybe you get an outline or something, Mm -hmm. but that's about it. There is a bit later on where Reinhardt's drinking his wine that you can see his lips up close and they're a little bit pink. That's about it, but only yeah. in the very close up. But like, Satole, has... it's well, that's that's kind of a thing. That's why I said before they made him, they made him look like a fucking gollywog. Is that that's a thing? Like particularly with. Uh, like okay, if you look up pictures of actual black people, some of sometimes you'll have like lighter colored lips. Very rarely, like most of the time, it's the same color yeah. as their skin. So it's kind of it's just a thing they do in animation sometimes, and it also like was a thing in menstrual shows it, and shit. It would have looked just fine, just normal, keeping it. All if the you same look color. at uh, if you look up pictures <clears throat> of him in the original series, he looks better. Yeah, I. Lo- that's two characters that look better in the original series. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them, I think, look cooler. But even there, he does have uh, lighter colored lips than the rest of them. But yeah, it's it's weird. And he still looks. He still that's looks just what they do, better, man. Yeah. It, that's that's a thing with. Yeah, uh, I just I just want to note it because you'd said it, and I started looking. I like that's why I fucking Pokemon got in I shit with Jinx. That's I why can't I can't find a single other son of a bitch with colored lips. That's why everybody's looking sideways, and Mister Popo's like, hold up, man. <laughs> They turned him blue for the kids, the the kid dub of Kai. yeah. That's what they did. With that the uh, uncut one, he's still black. That's the same thing they did with uh, with uh, <clears throat> Jinx and Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> oh Call boy! Me. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sitole's talking to Yang. Sitole and Yang are talking by themselves, and uh, Sitole tells Yang that he's caused him a lot of trouble at this point. Um, he says, uh, and Satoli actually says he knows he shouldn't be saying it, but at this point, the best they can hope for is to lose with minimal casualties. And he also tells, uh, Yang that, uh, Falk sees him as, uh, 
some kind of rival. He sees Young as a rival. Falk wants to be, uh, you know, a real badass. He wants to be, he wants to climb the ranks and he sees uh, this guy who keeps getting all the victories as a, as a rival to him. And Falk's, uh, Young's just sitting there like, I don't even know this asshole. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But he also says, uh, you can't trust him. Don't trust that guy. Um, as and as, since Falk sees Young as a rival, Satole needs him, Young, to oppose him to actually like you know fight this dude if you have to. We then cut back to Odin. Uh, Reinhardt's telling his admirals of the coming threat and how he's expecting his order soon. The other fleets are. Uh, are just ornaments of the palace, he says. The men in this room are going to be the ones who are responsible for defending the their uh, territory, and as such, they will see many opportunities for advancement. You just got to get in there, do your work. We're going to get this. Um, he also says that they're, they'll attack as soon as the rebels poke out of the corridor. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He asked them for opinions. How should they attack? And some of them say, well, as soon as they come out of the corridor, we just beat them down and, you know, blow them up. No problem. We just take them out immediately. If they can't come out, then they can't invade. Problem solved. And Reinhardt says, you know what? Great plan. Good tactic. But if we do that, then if we, you know, if we just beat them down and don't even let them leave the corridor, then the rest of them won't even come out. And then how are we going to take the offensive? And everyone's just like, what, what motherfucker? We're on defense. He's like, nah, son, I want to take these fuckers back. If they're dumb enough to come out, we're going to beat, show them how dumb that is and beat the shit out of them. And he says, the plan is we're going to let them come on in. We're going to let them get, go ahead and stretch on out. And when they see that they, uh, that they're all spread out and they're not able to effectively, mm -hmm. you know, control the areas that they've taken, we just run in and squish them. We take them all down. We just blow them all straight to hell. And as he continues, uh, he then calls <clears throat> Oberstein up, who stands next to Lohengram and uh, goes over the attack strategy. And we don't hear the rest of it. The VO comes <clears throat> in, but we see him giving the strategy. And then the voiceover, it says that on August 22nd, you see 796, Jesus Christ, these years, Isalom is officially made the Alliance's command center with 30 million soldiers assembling, and they set out. That's episode 10. Yeah, We're on to 11. Ships rising, dude. Mm -hmm. It feels like a Phil Collins song going off in there. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Dumb. All these ships are coming up. Dumb. You're like, oh, Lord. Dumb. All my homeboys about to get blown up. Dumb. These people Dumb that what I love. You said. They about Dumb to get blown said. up. But you know, you know it's true, dude. Yeah, man. We're on to episode 11. What's it called? We're on to episode 11. Hold on. Let me swap her over. The Verge of Death, part one. Yep. So here we go. Yeah. See, and that song is ringing through, and then you see the next episode titled The Verge of Death, Part 1. That's when oh, the drums damn. come in. <laughs> have you seen... Have you... I can't hear that freaking song now without thinking of that. Have you seen that video where it's like... It's uh, Vegeta, like, powering up while that song plays? No, I haven't. I'm going to have to show you that. It's freaking great. He's just, like, standing there in the rain. It's like... And he does that... And, like... He does it. He powers up so hard that it's that scene where the clouds part and there's just sun over him, like as he's powering up. It's fucking great. There's, a, there's another one of that song. It's a dude working on Fallout Four, oh, and no. he's building this thing. There's generators everywhere, and it, and the whole song plays up until that drum roll. As soon as yeah, as soon as it comes in, I can feel it come. This giant, this dude has been, built a giant. Oh, it's dick. the wiener that like yes. spurts out the top. Yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> I've seen that because it's coming in the air tonight. Yes, there's little streams coming out. It of is the in fact coming in the air tonight. You're the it worst. Is, it it's is, all it's just all dick jokes with you, huh? But is it not funny? It's pretty funny, but it it's just hilarious. all dick jokes, huh? 
Anyway. Yes, man. I love the dick jokes. Anyway. Love the dick jokes. <laughs> Uh, episode 11, we see the 10th fleet commanded by Am- Admiral Ulanhu uh, entering Imperial space. Uh, we also see from on planet side, the, these, these, you know, they have several planets that they've colonized and whatnot, and they have their people there uh, living in very feudalistic styles. They, 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 they are literally wearing like, they look like they're about to break into some freaking Les Mis. Like they've got their, their little hats and vests. There's a woman like covered up like, why won't me baby take his milk? She looks like one of them. It's like such stark contrast. The fact that these people are living in such a, you know, this this very, you know, low class versus nobles kind of thing. Um, and they, they look up and they see these ships streaking through the sky as they're coming in. And roll credits. We're back. Uh, the fleets find that the nobles have already fled, leaving over the common folk as they bring their message of freedom. The people say, hey, that's great and all. Like, thanks for the, thanks for the, you know governmental authority and shit but we're real hungry yeah my baby ain't even got milk i can't even need you got any bread and it's like uh yeah, yeah okay we'll give you food and it's like yeah you're already fucked up like they're living in squalor the alliance is not ready to provide uh, any kind of aid and press their advantage and it's just bad Kazern uh gets word of all this uh he already knew it there's like He's being told like more than 50 million people. They need food for more than 50 million people. He can't feed like twice the fucking Navy. And it's exactly what he was talking about before. Uh, he, he, he just can't. There's no way that they're going to be able to handle any of this. The higher ups don't care either. Uh, he goes to Falk and uh, uh, Admiral Lobos. Uh, and Falk again says that, well, our fight is for the greater good and blah, blah, blah. And Kazern says, you know, he knows that they're in trouble. And he knows that no one's actually going to give a shit. So, Jesus, fuck. Uh, back at the High Council, we see um, another vote being taken. This time, for them to try and cease the operation because, holy crap, we weren't ready for this. We're, we're already you know low on supplies and all these people need food too. We can't handle it. Uh, and, of course, it does not pass. The vote does not pass. Uh, this time, they got four votes on the side to stop the operation five, I believe to actually, uh, continue it. And a, cu- a few actually abstained, didn't even bother voting. It's like, Jesus, we're so screwed. Um, but yeah, on the front line, supplies are low. The admirals are told to procure pl- supplies on planet. And of course they know there are no supplies there. You know, how can we, you know, take supplies when there aren't any supplies? And we see Bucock who has the quote, a failed supply plan. The first step, toward defeat uh the great liberators as they are uh called are now apparently going to be forced to loot whatever they can in order to you know keep their own operations going uh yang discusses the option of retreating he knows the empire will attack soon he uh talks to vice admiral alan who who agrees and is preparing to evacuate and you know get the hell on out of there yang uh and he said alan who tells him though well you know i mean you're not we're not going to be able to just the two of us, we're not going to convince anybody. He says, well, yeah, I'm going to call. Yang says he's going to call Bucock next because if anyone's going to convince the command center, it's him. Uh, as he says that, though, a call comes through. There's a revolt in the uh, in the Eighth Fleet's occupation, and apparently mutual trust is becoming impossible. The people have turned on the Alliance. We actually see a brief scene where some of these soldiers are like being attacked by the people. 
Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, one guy's laying on the ground. Another guy like is running away with his they're weapon, gonna, trying not to they're die. They're gonna welcome us with open arms. They said, "Sure, they will." He runs down an alleyway and is uh, and is face to face with three kids. One of them's holding a gun to him, and they're all scared, and he's scared too. And right before it cuts to black, you see him like he looks scared, but then he pulls his rifle back up and takes aim. Like he's actually gonna shoot these kids. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up shit. <sighs> this blows. Anyway, uh, watching all this uh, and getting all this information, Yong and the rest of his fleet are standing there, and he says, he says to himself, he says, the enemy got between us and the Empire's people, a smart but b- brutal strategy. And then to himself, he says, even if I knew it would bring us victory, I could never be this thorough. Well done indeed, Count Lohengrom, because he knows it was all his doing. And indeed it was. Lohengrim is sitting in his office just sitting there like Yeah. Yeah. He says I couldn't it. be this thorough. He couldn't. He couldn't he couldn't do all that. Young Young, despite being as brilliant as he is, knowing that that would be the way to do it, he couldn't bring himself to be so heartless. But Lohengrim, he's doing what it, what he needs to to win because he wants to win. Young calls Bucock, uh, who accept Young's proposal. Uh Bucock, this is the scene, boy. This is the scene. Bucock makes a call to Lobos, back to High Command, uh, which, of course, is on Easter Lone. Falk answers. My exact words I wrote down, the little shit won't put him through. And uh, they argue for a moment uh, because uh, Falk won't uh, let Bucock talk to, talk to Lobos, the commander. And he says, we need to pull out. We can't do this. We're, tr- we're going to, you know, we're falling back. And Falk says, I quote, if I were in your shoes, I would never retreat to which uh, Bucock basically says, all right, deal. Tag me out, little baby. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. You come on up here. You get in the yeah. ship and I'll sit back there Let's at switch. command where nobody Let's can vote. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. And he all, and freaking Falk, you see him like start to kind of shake. He's like, wait, what are you saying? And then he goes, listen, I'm just tired of hearing all your stupid speeches. If you want to demonstrate your talents, then do it by actually achieving something instead of relying on cheap talk. And he starts freaking out. He grabs his face as, as they're, as he's being told off. Yeah, he is melting down. He faints. I wrote down the little bitch faints. Now, oh, this is fucked up. Apparently, so then... Uh, Admiral uh, uh, Greenhill gets on uh, Lieutenant Greenhill's father, you know, uh, and he says, listen, apparently he he explains that apparently this guy suffers from seizures brought on by feelings of frustration or failure. And the doctors say that the only uh, cure for it, the only way to make sure it, you know, gets any better is to make sure everything goes his way. Uh, to which Bucock says, Jesus, 30 million soldiers have to stand in the jaws of death to appease one man-child's hysteria. Accurate. Yeah. That dude's a little um, asshole. You should do a little bit of screening for your military stuff. You should maybe not, uh, maybe not let in the guy who, the guy with the little man disorder who literally, if he doesn't get his way, will freak out and yeah. faint. Just fucked up. I'm not saying like, you know, obviously there are actual mental disorders and shit. And obviously people sure. suffer from seizures. Fuck this guy, though. He's a jackass on top yeah. of that. I don't know that this is a real condition. with a, and I, I can't imagine. It's, I, I, it may I don't, be. I don't I will know say. that, that there, there's a real medical diagnosis that says, hey, just go ahead and give him everything he wants his way. 
on the one hand, I absolutely hate that guy, and I I hope the worst things happen to him. On the on the other hand, though, I'm watching this, and it feels like one of those Facebook videos that my shitty uncle would post and be like, "See these damn millennials fainting when they don't get their way." I'm like, "Yeah, God damn it!" Probably James. all that goddamn avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Like that's what yeah. it felt like watching this. I was like, "All right, well, can we get to the next scene Fucking now?" Fucking millennials, dude. <laughs> Jesus, I hate old people. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Hey, man. You know what they say. Hey, Di- we're getting... Dinosaurs will die. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway. One day we'll be dinosaurs, too, though. I'm ready to go, man. It's all true for I'm everybody. I'm ready to fucking go. Yes, sir. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So this, this guy's just a shit show. Greenhill goes on to say that they uh, can't retreat without approval and command is unavailable. And he's like... What unavailable you, what do you mean unavailable he says well he's taking a nap <laughs> yeah and, and I'm at just, this point i'm like you gotta be i wrote down what the fuck it's this so stubby little oompa loompa son of a bitch he says he's 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 resting he's taking a nap and they were ordered not to wake him unless the enemy attacks like all right cool and bucock's so just sitting don't, here don't like, wake him until it's too fucking late yeah, Bucock's just sitting here like, well, fuck all y'all shit. He says, listen, as the frontline commander, I must see to my troops' well-being. And he says, listen, Greenhill, pass on a message. He tell that fucker, I hope he had pleasant dreams. I'm out. And he closes the line, and they're getting ready to retreat and get the fuck out of there before they get blasted straight to hell because they know it's coming. They're stretched too thin. They are no, They are not in any position to actually form any kind of offensive, and they know the attack is coming. Uh, back on Odin, this is a really good one. Lohengram orders Kershaw's to attack the supply ships that will be coming for uh, from Easterlone so that they can't get any more supplies through. And then uh, when Kershaw's like kind of kind of looks down, he like he says, "Okay, you know, Roger that." And he starts to leave. And he says, "Kershaw's, you don't like my plan." And he says, "It's not that." And he says, "Listen, speak freely. You can say whatever you want." And he starts to talk, and he says, it's just that your plan, and then Reinhardt, even though he told him to speak freely, he then cuts him off and says, you don't like us, you don't agree with a strategy that puts the burden on the people. And Kershaw's just kind of looks at him like, well, yeah, and he says, just remember, this is to win. And that's all he says, uh-huh. and Kershaw's, that's all he needed to hear, he... He gets it. He knows that he apparently there he it seems like to me it looks like Lowengram doesn't like this strategy as much as much either, but he knows that's what he has to do to win. Not unlike Yang said, he wouldn't be able to do that. He doesn't have the ruthlessness to go through with these kind of plans, even if he knows it'll win. Well, Lowengram knows that he needs to win. Yeah. And so he's gonna do and it. And that's what makes Lowengram such a great tactician. He's, yeah. He I mean, does he's, what it takes. It's ruthless, it's shitty, it's really bad, it's bad for everybody, and, but and he knows he, what he's gotta yeah, do and he's he gonna fucking has, do it. I, I guess um the you know, he still does it and it doesn't make it any better, but Lowengram is he's kind of a cool character because he recognizes that it's not something that he necessarily wants to do. He's gonna end up being the hero of the show, right? It's got to be one of the. T- it, it, I'm, I I almost am certain that him and Yong are gonna take over shit together. <laughs> I kind of want him to team. I mean, we now listen. This the is this team. is a remake. We could just go watch the original or read the Wikipedia and find out. Hell, and I, I might. really, yeah, I might too. But yeah, it really feels like 
it feels like it let Lohengrom, we know he's like looking for the he's looking to the throne, he's looking to take over. We don't know that he's gonna take over and just leave all the shit the same. It seems like if he did, he would actually change shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe he does end up being the hero. Yeah, of the he show. doesn't seem like he's looking to be the next Rudolph. Yeah. <sighs> we'll find out. Yeah, we will find out, I guess. Anyway, on to the next bit. Um he uh he tells him this is to win. Kirshai smiles. Kirshai smiles at that, and he understands, and he goes about his business. Uh, Lohengrim and Oberstein. Then uh, we see them briefing the other animals, uh, ad- animals admirals. Excuse me, Jesus. The other admirals. Uh, and they toast. This is a great scene where they're all. First of all, they're all holding their wine glasses. They're also not holding them correctly. You hold them by the stem so you don't heat up the wine. I guess if there's a toast, maybe there's different protocol, but that ain't how you hold a I wine didn't. glass, you assholes. Listen, I don't know the science of high wine. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I know enough. I know you don't hold it by the bowl of the thing. You hold it by the stem. That way, not only does it not heat up the wine if it's chilled wine or whatever, but you can also swirl it and actually see it. If you're holding it by the bowl, it's harder to see what's going on in there. That's probably part of the appeal. It's like, oh, it's not just how it tastes, also how it smells and how it looks and the bouquet and blah, blah, blah. All that bullshit. Anyway. It's like doo-doo anyway. Oh, you're nuts, dude. There's good (laughs) wines. I got some good wines. Anyway. No. <laughs> There's one I like a lot called Blau. It's very very bitter, but it's got a good flavor to it. B L A U. They got that at the Twin Liquors. If any of y'all want to look them up, <laughs> you'll know when you see it because it's got the ridiculous holographic. Like it looks like a freaking uh, vicious holographic. It looks it looks like a what do you call that shit in Full Metal Alchemist? One of them circles. The like transmu- it looks like a yeah. fucking transmu- transmutation circle, but yeah. it's all like shiny and shit. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, you don't you don't need a circle if you're doing the clap. If yeah, you got the you clap, Let's see. Well, the circle still shows up. Yeah, all right, whatever. Anyway, uh, they're it's all graphic. They he goes over there. They go over their whole plan. Uh, how they're going to you know get in there and just crush these guys now that they're so stretched out and so without supplies and whatnot. Uh, they toast. Uh, he says, "Let us toast. Prose it. Prose it. Prose it." Like they all they all toast. <laughs> they drink their wine. They throw down their glasses and shatter them. Pretty cool scene. Yeah. Uh, that's when you get to see a close-up of uh, Lohan Grom's uh, slightly pink at lips. At that point, I... His very kissable pink lips. At that point, I mm. find myself... I'm like, I'm like, I'm wondering how much do these wine glasses cost that they just busted? And then I'm thinking to that's myself... That's the cheap stuff, baby. Then I'm thinking to myself... Bitch, they got money. <laughs> these wine glasses didn't cost anything. This is a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, no! Oh, way to way to way to way to kill the illusion. Way to park the curtain there, buddy. It's just an old guy back here. That, uh, that, that was my honest line of thought there. The worst. All right. These didn't cost anything. No, those cost a lot because they had to <laughs> animate every cartoon, frame. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> anyway, uh, from there we then uh, we then see them uh, the the Brunhilde, um, uh, Lohengrom's flagship, uh, launching as do the other flagships and the other fleets. And they're rolling out, baby. They're rolling out in force. That's episode 11. We're on episode 12. The Verge of Death, part two. I could have guessed that if it was part one, the last Mm -hmm. one. I mean, geez, that makes sense. We get a brief recap. Um, We just see, you know, Reinhardt and his people breaking the glasses again. We see uh, Yang uh, talking to his... uh, Saying that he he couldn't go through with this kind of stuff. Brief recap, and then... We're on to the actual episode. Roll credits. We're out of the credits. Uh, Kershaw takes out the supply lines, and he does it 
fairly succinctly. He just rolls in and everybody's like, what the hell? They're attacking us. We're just supply lines. And he's like, wow, that's a huge force to be just taking out supply lines. And Kershaw's is like, yup. And just blasts them. Just takes these fuckers out. And they lose one ship. Yeah, in the whole kerfuffle, Kershaw loses one ship in the whole thing. He's just that fucking good. Oh, Red. I love Red. I don't know how they haven't figured this out. So, Yong figured this out early. Yeah. The supply line is what you separate. Yeah. And still, these people the are like, why are they attacking done. the supply line? Why the hell would you not well, attack he, it's that It's not first? why were they att- attacking. He, the dude on the ship was concerned that they're attacking with such a large fleet. Yeah. He didn't expect that. But they did take him the fuck out. Um, Lohengrom, we then see uh, he him instructing the other animals to begin the uh, to begin the operation to begin the attack. We then see the Eighth Fleet, which is the first to encounter troops. Uh, as as they're doing so, he's like, "Damn it, we didn't have enough time to retreat. They were they were trying to get out of there. They didn't have enough time to." And they call command for backup. All the other fleets are apparently being hit simultaneously, and backup is not coming. Yang actually has a chance to withdraw. He, they actually have enough time to uh, get the hell out of there, but he doesn't. He stays because in this area that they're in, the gases and all these nebulas and whatnot apparently make it uh, long-range weapons unreliable and difficult to wield. So he says, no, this works for us. We get in close. We take him out with the close-quarters fighters, and he la- he has them launch the Spartanians, which is what they're called. Yeah, there's your smiley boy, dude. I did not write down these guys' names, but they are very cool. I think I wrote down one of them. Well, you're questioning who that that smiley guy was. Yeah, Lieutenant Poplin is that smiley guy. Uh, There's these four dudes. He's a smiley, smiley boy. He's a smiley boy. These four dudes who basically pilot these little, like, uh, these smaller ships that are like the little little gunners. They're kind (laughs) of like A-wings. They're not really A-wings, but they they serve the same purpose. We might as well just call them X-wings, really, because that's kind of... All right, they don't look dog. exactly like an X-Wing, but... That that, is, they serve the same purpose. They're the yes. dog fighters. They get out there and they whip a little ass up close. In just a they second, we see them TIE fighters. But uh, they launch... Uh, they, they, these four dudes who are obviously cool guys, they're all very... They, they're, they're the real fighter pilots. They're the fucking Maverick and Goose and shit. They're, they're the fucking... What, what, what the fuck is that movie I'm quoting right now? Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. They're the I fucking Top Guns. I to the danger zone, take my breath away. That's... All right, you were way off melody there. No, that's a different I song. Way. No, that's a different song. Okay. I was singing a different one. I mean, but yes, mine's the good Highway one. to the danger zone. All right. Dude, anyway. whenever, so, oh, this, God. This, here we go. Uh, whenever, <laughs> I was actually in uh, food management classes with my good buddy, Allie. Mm-hmm. And we learned about the TDZ, dude, in those classes. And it's all I could think about. The temperature danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> The whole damn time, and I tell you, I passed that class, and that class sucked. That it was it was hard and it was long, and I passed it. And the only thing that I retained from there is uh, highway to the temperature danger zone, <laughs> and that fool. there are farmers out there in in uh, lands where they grow a lot of lettuce, and it's imported to here, and these farmers are just peeing on your lettuce. Okay, that's, that's the first thing you can ask our good buddy Allie. That's you the first always, thing. You always, always wash your yeah, lettuce. Always wash the lettuce because these farmers are peeing on that lettuce. Now, do you think they're really peeing on the lettuce, or they're just telling you that I so they can make little, sure you wash it? This old man was telling me if they're peeing on lettuce, and that was my note that I had. Don't eat the lettuce; it's been pissed on. That's why you gotta wash your lettuce, baby. All right, don't leave it out because it'll get in the temperature danger zone. This is the worst. It was the worst. All right. There you go. That's fine. We're back in the shit. Anyway, we back see these it. cool guys, uh, the Spartanians. They all the the four dudes have these little on their helmets. They Jeez. have the 
All right. They they have on their helmets the uh, different suits from a deck of cards. Like, you know, this guy's the heart. This guy's the club. This guy's the diamond. It's pretty cool shit. The East uh, is burning red. Wow. <laughs> the worst. Anyway, they launch. Their weapons aren't hitting. Uh, two of them actually get lo- uh, are lost in this uh, in in this dogfight. They I go hardly into. knew ye. Yeah, the other two actually managed to return. Uh, yeah, they return to base. They find out that with no supplies, the engineers have had difficulty keeping things straight. And Lieutenant Poplar Poplin, excuse me, Lieutenant Poplin, who's the smiley boy, the cool guy, he's pissed. But he apologizes when he hears that they haven't even been able to eat or drink anything. There's no supplies. These dudes have been the ones who are suffering the most from that. They're starving down here. They haven't been able to focus on their work. Meanwhile, the Spartanians, since they're actually going going to be the ones out there fighting, they've actually been able to get some food and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so he feels bad about that. He apologizes. He says, listen, lasers don't work out here. I need my gun aligned right, my, my, my machine gun, so that we can take these guys out. And he says, well, all right, we'll handle it, sir. And uh, he tells him, uh, that he see vow the 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 engineer he's talking to vows to get it all fixed up right, and uh, the combat unit makes a promise to them that they're going to take out these Imperials. Meanwhile, back at the twelfth feet, and please. these guys are definitely Tie Fighters. Yeah, they look like Tie Fighters. They whip a little ass though. They're pretty cool. Uh, back at the twelfth fleet, uh, they are being picked apart by long range fire. The commander. We actually see a brief scene where as they're just getting blasted one by one, the commander of the 12th feet just pulls out a gun and puts it to his own head and he just gets ready. (laughs) I'm like, damn, this is a bummer. This fucking blows, dude. Uh, And I don't mean to make loud about that guy potentially committing suicide again. If you uh, if you were any. Does it show that guy later? I don't don't think it does. does. I think he I think they either, either got blown up or he did it. But yeah, talk, talk, talk to talk to somebody, please. Um, anyway, they're getting picked apart. That dude, that dude's doing his thing. Bucock, back at the fifth fleet, instructs his ship to, uh, the, his ships to, uh, keep their escape route open. Man, I like Bucock too. Yeah. As they, uh, begin to attack, uh, and whatnot. Uh, he's facing, uh, no boy, Ruinthal, I believe is that guy's name. Uh, the others are being, uh, picked apart as well. Everybody's just getting the shit kicked out of them. It is bad all around. Kershaw's leaves that, uh, the, 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 the supply crew that he had, uh, took out. He takes out most of them, leaves their flagship, having taken down 90% of the rest of it. And he just turns off and bails. And the guy, the commander in the flagship is just like, he's really just leaving us. Like we're not even worth facing Jesus. And he's pissed. Yeah. Yep. Back with the Eighth Fleet, we see Elon who who has two options. He is told by his uh, his second in command. He says we can either surrender or we can flee. And he says, "Well, never was much for surrendering. I guess we're gonna try to flee." Uh, and he makes a call to his commodore Attenborough, who is in another ship, and he tells him, "Listen, you lead as many ships as you can out. I'm gonna open a path, and." you need to get as many ships as you can out of here. And he's like, but sir. And he's like, don't no buts. I'm handling my shit. Bye. And he hangs up and he does it, man. He goes off and he flies, flies him and a few of his other ships straight into the heart of his attacking force. And they blast and they go and they manage to cut a path through the middle of it. And Commodore Attenborough manages to pull about half of the remaining ships out and they get out and they man it. They made it, man. And then, the rest of the sh- uh, Elon who and the rest of his ships end up blasted straight to hell and he's mm-hmm. gone pretty big bummer there. 
the Alliance is now facing just overwhelming odds. It's real bad. However, Yang's 13th fleet manages to hold off their attackers in retreat. But as they are moving back to Easterlone, they detect ships three times as many as they have. No call signs. And I'm like, oh, shit, is it Kershaw's? Yes, Kershaw's. And Kershaw's faces him down. Their ships are moving in to attack. Yang has no choice but to actually uh, try to face these guys because they can't exactly run away now. Uh, not without significant losses anyway. And they're getting ready. Back on Easterloon, Lobos gives the orders to uh, for all remaining He finally fleets. woke up from his nap. He woke up. He, he was woken up when they started attacking, I guess. But and woke him up inside. He, uh... Damn it, Roger. Can't wake up. Save me. Bucock's out there like, save me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's woken up. Uh, he's talking to uh, Admiral Greenhill, and he tells him, uh, listen, tell all the remaining fleets to, uh, you know, just unite, continue the attack. We're not done here. Just have them all circle up in this area, and we're going to keep on uh, blasting. And freaking, he says that the High Council is not going to accept the loss, and I'm not going to give him one. Greenhill's pissed. He knows that more are going to die. He knows they can't finish this. But and when he, but when he tries to argue, Lobos is just like, that was an order, asshole. Get through it. Cute. Um, Young then is now facing Kershaw's, and, but he's being cautious about it. Um, and when the call comes through, uh, the call to disengage in, uh, comes, uh, he says, all right, well, we can try that, but we're going to lose a lot of people. And he says, all right, well... The call's going through to everybody, and they all know that they're not going to just be able to retreat now. And Yang enacts the plan to retreat and regroup. He uh, has them all form a big column so that at least when they're shooting, only the people at the very back are actually being shot. That's shitty. It's the best they can do. The rest of them are trying to get away. And it's just like a showdown between him and Kershaw. It just flashes between the two of them. Uh, sustaining heavy losses, but they are moving away. But then, like an RKO out of nowhere... The fucking seventh fleet rolls on through. That's my space effects. That's your space effects. They come on through. They start attacking. Uh, they start attacking um, uh, Kershaw's in what is for sure a suicide dive. But it gives Yang and his fleet just enough time to get out. And he's he tells them to keep keep moving. Uh, and a few of his officers are like, but we can't just leave. And he's like, if we go back, we all die. We don't have a choice here. And they salute the seventh fleet as they leave, but they do leave. We then see, uh, lower Lohengram and Oberstein on, uh, on Lohengram's ship. They see that the Alliance is moving to Armister, I believe is the name of it. And he says, all right, well, we're going to move there as well. If they want to regroup and, uh, keep fighting, if they've chosen Armister as their grave, then we'll bury him. And that's the plan. And they start moving to uh, to the same area where the Alliance is regrouping. And then we get the voiceover, October 14th, uh, Imperial blah de blah year 487, UC-796, Yang and Lohengrom will cross paths again at the Battle of Armister, which is where the... Ar Armitzer, excuse me, Armitzer, which is where the fucking 
that episode ends. That's the end of this first season. We know that there's more coming. Mm-hmm. Of course, we knew it was 110 goddamn episodes, so we weren't going to get a great resolution yeah. here. I wish there was just a pretty a little, good. Setup. I wish they would have finished out the battle. Yeah, I, w- I wish there would have been a bit more there, but that was more. That was a bit anticlimactic. Yeah, a little bit. But however, we know more's coming. However, it did. I was. These episodes were so effective into getting me into it. Yeah, I'm. I'm into it for yeah, sure. Yeah, that I'm definitely going to be watching these. You know, the only downside. Definitely gonna be a different theme song. Yeah, that is a downside. Uh, uh, when when they bring it back, if if the theme song ain't pumping like this one, you know what? I might have to just drop it. <laughs> check out check out the old series. I've been seeing a lot of people post about that lately, so obviously it's it's some hot shit. But anyway, yeah, yeah I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I did this enjoy so it. far. Mm-hmm. Um, you I feel like I feel like it's hard to give like a full account of it since we know that there's more and yeah, it's not the whole thing more but coming out. for what it was i really enjoyed this it you gave know, you a lot of good character i do kind of have a problem with the way that it ends because too many animes take this gamble oh they'd like oh we'll definitely keep going yeah we're definitely going to get funded oh no they already knew this they already yeah. know that this this show this is, is an wildly wildly popular yeah this show so. is an institution if nothing else so they yeah. know they're going to be able to keep going they've already announced that there's going to be what was it three more uh i feel like it's still dangerous it's like four mo- three movies of four three episodes each or whatever yeah, which episodes. comes out to 12 episodes of the new se- next season yeah and these last few episodes were definitely they definitely started making you feel like Yang was the more... He was the more important character. He was the main character. I'm not going to sing. all the words, but I'll sing anyway. I'll sing anyway. I can this feel is the it. song that you have a space battle to, dude. It's, it's, it's good true. shit. It is a very cool song. Binary. Is that is that it's the main takeaway that we just lose? That we love the song. Give me three words, man. Can we do three words? Yeah, on this was, one? I've been trying to ask you three words this whole time, and I keep getting distracted. Uh, I asked you first, asshole. Go. Oh man. Um, I would say that it is. Um, I would say for the most part, the character designs and stuff. This anime is gorgeous. Sure, I would give it. I would give it the gorgeous treatment. A lot of people don't like the character designs compared I to the older they, ones. I think, I think they mostly look really, they're good. Really good. I think they're for, mostly good, except for a couple exceptions there. Um, <laughs> that fucking coconut head, baby. Yeah, that chromy coconut. That's that reverse coconut, dude. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, um, uh, the 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 milk's on the outside. <laughs> uh, so gorgeous, epic, and a bit anticlimactic. With sure. The end. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's that, that, that's a hard one to swing because you yeah, know you know that the it's an ongoing. I say it's story. a very light anti 110 goddamn episodes. Yeah. You don't think they're gonna do 110 on this one, do you? No, it's like nine seasons. I, I I'm actually curious to know how many episodes this covered. Yeah, yeah, I would be interested to know that too. But yeah, it's uh, I I would definitely agree with you on the epic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's uh. I'll, I'll go. I'll do two words for one point. So I would say it is epic and very character driven. I really like the uh, the character development they did with these guys. I, like after just those first like two episodes, I felt like I had a very good feel for who these who these main characters are. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm really into it, man. I would, I can't, I'm, I'm really interested into seeing uh, what happens next. I might have to just, you know, find the original series and check that out. Bo, apparently it's uh, fairly hard to get a hold of. I think I showed you a thing where uh, there was a, there was like a Legend of Galactic Heroes mm-hmm. special edition Blu-ray that you can get all the episodes plus all this cool behind the scenes stuff, production notes and uh, pictures. Comes with these two big medallions, one with uh, Is that Reinhardt the special and edition that you were showing? There's a special edition. You can get it for eight hundred fucking dollars. Only like <laughs> two thousand of those made. To which someone on the Twitter responds to that, "Hey, is there gonna be a regular edition? No. Yeah, no. Well, it ain't special, is it? You're just charging a bunch for the show. Yeah." It's fine, which is why apparently a lot of folks have resorted to uh, this is apparently a fairly regularly pirated anime, which, hey, man, I guess the original series that is I'm waiting for the pirates to appear in this this anime altogether. Yeah. So I did like it, though. I liked it a whole lot. Uh, a lot more than I think I thought I was going to like Yeah, it. I don't I don't think I was expecting Especially so much just, out of it. But, you know, man, going on a whim, like, oh, we haven't decided an anime to watch. What about this one? <laughs> that that is literally what happened here. So I think we I think we picked good. I think yeah, it was good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think we did a good. But job. Let us know what you think, good buddies. Uh, shoot us some comments. Uh, yeah. Leave us some leave us some uh, recommendations yeah. maybe for another show we can watch. <laughs> tell us what you thought about old old uh, stretch ass Magneto Please helmet. Please tell Prince me what Adam you thought. I need to know what y'all thought about that fool. He looks so <laughs> fucking stupid. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Um, oh, he's the worst. So. Next week, we'll go ahead and go over what we're going to do next week. Yes, now, let's say that now because we keep forgetting. Ultimately, to- I don't know how many episodes we're going to cover. Mm-hmm. Just know that there's going to be a mass coverage of some sort of season three of My Hero Academia to the point to where we're going to start doing regular episodes of My Hero Academia. So say that we do our big our big block which it's we're not going through every single episode we're just going to hit we're them gonna highlights like a, we're going to hit the highlights do a and, brief overview and we're going to give yeah we're going to give our thoughts on some of our favorite parts up to a, a certain number of episodes in season three and then we're going to get it to a normal stream of say uh say it took us three, three episodes, episodes to yeah. cover this so by then we'll have three episodes charged up so after we finish a regular series mm-hmm. we'll do our episode of mha mm-hmm. then another series and then our episode of mha because it's kind of a i feel like it's kind of a no-brainer to have mha in here we yeah, both really love it and we talk about the episodes weekly but why not incorporate it into the podcast now are we gonna try to Okay, hopefully y'all are watching this show because it's amazing. It's one of the best like mm-hmm. superhero based things. I think a lot of people in the are watching right it. That said, if you're not, we're probably not going to talk about the first two seasons very much. We're yes. just going to jump right in on three. We'll, we'll just hit back to it when it's important. Yeah. Um, a couple of questions if you guys want to help us along. I do have a couple of things put out where people are giving us some feedback right now on how they want to do it. Like I said, it's not entirely designed... Uh, entirely uh thought out yet but next week you will for sure have something of some form of a large portion of mha episodes from season three but what we need to know are things like would you prefer us to keep in line with the dub me and brandon usually watch the dub Mm -hmm. um and that kind of would keep it spoiler free for anybody that's you know not watching the sub but if y'all would prefer you know that we keep up with sub or whatever at least let us know just mm-hmm. let us know what you're thinking so we kind of have a feeling. Or if you're cool with the whole dub, you know, us following that schedule, then mm-hmm. then just, yeah, just let us know. Because me and Brandon are, neither one of us are any strangers to watching subs, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all into that Hanabata right now. Ain't nobody dubbing that anytime soon, I yeah. don't think. Yeah, so 
you guys let us know kind of how you would like to hear us if you would like us to cover up to the point where there are you know where they are in the subs or if it's okay to do in the dubs we're not going to go all the way up to where the manga is but we are going to hit some speculation and stuff like that uh let us know if you would prefer i think we're going to do it as three episodes because that just kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. since typically but we could do four if that's something you guys wanted uh this is where feedback really matters. Yeah. Otherwise, hey, we just gonna fuck around and fuck it yeah, up. Yeah. Either either way, you're getting some MHA. We're doing some MHA with you guys. So, uh, and we're super stoked about it because we obviously really love that show, and I know tons and tons and tons of you guys and other people do. Mm-hmm. The anime group that a man I was that I was asking about, uh, it has a little over a hundred people. I think it's got like 140 people or something. And I can say with uncertainty, and in the post I said, I know at least 90% of us here love My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it feels like a no-brainer to do. Mm-hmm. So you guys just let us know your thoughts or, you know, maybe some suggestions for us what would be cool to do. Holla holla. Yep. Holla holla, get those. But, uh, so yeah, next week, some odd large portion of season three of MHA. I think the original plan was going to be like up yeah, to, to 49 I think uh, yeah to which, one which for all. yeah like up to one for all. I, I I said let's do like up to when they changed the opening theme song yeah because that was like its whole little block and then we're getting to the, like the next block yeah now. that makes sense and, I, and I, I mean, think that, that very works. well might be what you get I don't know just yet we'll know we'll know for we'll, sure we'll next have week, to, obviously. we're gonna we'll we'll do some math and time things out a little bit yeah so, with that being said, we got some questions. We got some questions? We do got some questions. We got some questions. You sent us these questions. There's our question solo. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Tell me about our it, stud. Our good buddy Clayton. Oh shit, the boy is back. Clayton is back, and he wants to know who the least lovable, or who is the least lovable character in anime. That's a no-brainer. I can tell you right now who is the least loved character in all animes ever. It better not be my boy Mineta. Now, I tell you, you go first, man. Because I know who it is. Uh, Do you want me to just tell you who it is? Yeah, I want you to go first. I'll tell you I who it like is. I I'll tell first. you who is the least loved, and by least love, I mean most hated. Okay. Shao Tucker. Ooh, that's sorry, son of a bitch. No, dude. there you will not find anyone who uh, who who is more hated. <laughs> oh, he is bad, dude. That one is bad. I think I'm gonna look up I'm gonna just Google most hated anime character. Yeah. Yeah let's get let's get the, the big the big let's get the consensus. Whatever. And let me let me think for a second. The most hated anime character. Let's see. I'm trying to think of someone extra annoying. Someone anime like Planet has a whole page dedicated specifically to top haters, ha- top hated, and a page for top loved. You know what? I got one right now. And tell I'm, me. I'm gonna say, you know, we don't have very much on this character yet, but I can tell you, I can tell you, dude, they are gonna be the villain of fucking villains. Who's that? And it's Bondrude, dude. Bondrude's a sack of shit for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say Bondrude from, uh, uh, damn it, uh, Main Abyss. There we go. Lost my, lost my title from a for a really great anime. Man, these guys really. It's, there's a lot of Naruto in here, um, but yeah, man. Uh, I'm just gonna say, your boy don't fuck around. Fucking called it number one most hated. Shall fucking Tucker. Shall Tucker, dude, you freaking nailed it. Number two, Sakura from Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> they hate Sakura. Number three, Sasuke. They hate Sasuke. Uh, let's just go top ten. Four, Misa Mane from Death Note. Five, Near. They hate Near. Uh, six, Nina Einstein from uh, Code Geass. Uh, 
seven Nobuyuki Sugo from Sword Art Online. That never watched that. Uh, eight Denzo Shimura also from Naruto Shippuden. Nine Kabuto Yakushi also from Naruto, and ten Mello from Death Note. That makes sense. That guy was kind of a dick. Did you? Would you like to guess who the number one top loved character is? <laughs> Mm. Keep in mind what we just what we just read. How much? How most of those characters from this or that series? Is it Nina Tucker? No, no, she's okay. that, uh, she's just, not here. Yeah, okay. So there's a lot of Naruto. There's a decent amount of uh, Full Metal Alchemist and a decent amount. I'm gonna of say Alphonse Elric. Alphonse Eric. Uh, well, he. I'm not seeing him. What? He's lovable. He's very lovable. I'm not seeing him in the top ten. Uh, Edward's actually number two. You know who number what? one number one most loved character? Is it Naruto? You know, you know if they hate L, or if they hate uh, Near and they hate Mello, they gotta love L. Uh. He's number one. Anyway, over L, least lovable characters. It's for sure Shout Tucker, but yeah, I'm I gonna say that, I feel like although I feel like it's a little bit different to say who is the most hated versus least lovable. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, what is, to me, least lovable kind of sounds like you're supposed to like this person, but you don't. Yeah. Um, well, they do have sort of, uh, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood kind of has a, a sort of a redemption art for Shao Tucker. Oh, fuck all that. They, I mean, they kind of do, though. Still and I'm shit. not saying that it works. But he comes back as a weird freak with the upside down head or whatever. Oh, that was that was in the that wasn't in Brotherhood. That was in the regular. Oh, stage, was right? it regular? Was, was it, regular was it one, not yeah. in Brotherhood at all? I, I don't remember that in Brotherhood. I need to relook it up. But in the regular series, yeah, he's like a freaky deaky like bear dog man mm-hmm. with an upside down head. That was in the in the first anime series, uh, and then Brotherhood, I believe. I think I don't remember what happened to him. Brother, I don't remember him coming back as a upside down face man because I was looking for that when I watched it having watched the original series already. No, I think he just kind of fucked off. I think he, maybe they killed him or put him in prison. You might be right. Um, But if we're talking like, here's a character you're supposed to love that you don't. Um, I usually hate when they have like it can be done well, it can be done good. Where like there's a female character who's like, you know, the real what what was that shit? They made fun of it in Fooly Cooly, uh, Sundere uh, or Sundere, whatever. Yeah. Where they're like they're like kind of like it's not like a lot. like they're kind of mean to you kind of girls, even though they're supposed to like, even though like they may or may not secretly have feelings or whatever. I usually don't go for that kind of character, although it can be done well. Uh, so pretty much anyone that pulls that shit. I would I would not be down with. Um, it's Oscar. I hate Oscar. Oh man, I love Oscar. <laughs> I know. I'm just I just said that to piss you off. I you might as well say Mineta for the. Oh yeah, it's Mineta. I can't stand Mineta. He is Mineta. supposed to be lovable. I can't stand and his I ass. Do love I can't him. fucking stand him. Yeah, that would be my that would be my least lovable. My most hated would be Shout Tucker. My least lovable would be Mineta. Mineta yeah. bums me out. It's like, dude, just stop. Just I fucking, love him, dude. I love. Him. I'll give you my autograph. It's the worst. <laughs> I hate that character so much. He's just a little fucking weirdo. Brandon, you're the only one that I know that hates him, dude. Uh, I know people who hate him. 
Yeah, I bet you. I bet you do. I sent you that fucking. I bet you do. I sent you that fucking video. I showed you that video where there there was like a it was like at some kind of anime convention or something. There's a bunch of cosplayers, a bunch of girls dressed as my Hero Academia characters, and they had a Manetta pinata, and they were swinging at him, and they were like, "Just fucking kick him, kick him!" And like she kicks the shit out of him, and all the candy falls out of his diapered ass. He wears a fucking diaper. Fuck it's Manetta. a UFO, dude. He wears a diaper. Fuck Manetta. <laughs> He's the best, dude. I hate him. He's the best. Um, I don't hate him. I just don't like that him. I don't care for would be uh, oh, probably any character from Inuyasha. Inuyasha. Yeah. Can't stand right. a single one of them. Oh man, not even the not even the 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 fucking ninja girl. She was cool. Mm. All right. I, I I wasn't as into that. I tried to get into that show. I watched quite a bit, a decent amount of it, yeah. but then like I realized, oh, it's like a thousand episodes, and I just read the spoiler from the end, and I was like, well, this sucks. Nah, fuck it. And I was just out. Anyway. Anyway, Manetta's the best. Anyway, so Manetta's our the good worst. buddy, our good buddy Elson, our good buddy Tuki, Tuki? My, wrote my in, good buddy he, Tuki. He wrote in a great question here. Bring it on, Tuki. <clears throat> he says, "Have you felt that Shingeki no Kyojin, Attack on Titan?" Has been a little stale this season. Or is it just me? Has the hype train for Attack on Titan left the station? Or have I just moved on to the next shiny thing? Um, And to be completely open, me and Brandon have not watched any of the new season. I am further along in Brandon. I've watched season two. I have not even watched season two, baby. I'm a hype train hipster. I was off that train Two stops ago. Yes. And, Don't and get by me the, wrong. By I, the, I really enjoyed that first series, but it took so long for the second one to come out. I was kind of like, I don't give a shit anymore. I like the second one better than the first. The first, the first. So you're saying I need, to, I need to jump on? The first series is really good for that first half of it. Mm-hmm. And then that next half is absolutely dreadful. Meh. I did okay. not care for it. That um, was okay. But the second season picked up a little bit. We start getting, you know, start figuring a little more out about the world and some crazy new characters come in. But that second season, even being better than the first, in my opinion, still was kind of lackluster. And I think a lot of the hype for Attack on Titan was it was one of the first big anime that Netflix secured. Mm -hmm. It was on Netflix and people lost their shit. Everybody in the world that had never seen anime before they had maybe seen Dragon Ball Z or something like that, and they all just assumed the anime was like that. Saw this, and there were these big giant creatures, and they were it was gory yeah, and they biting were people in half. This yeah. kid's mother in half. That was a fucked um, up scene. Yeah, it sure was. That's how it opened, and and that that flash and gore caught people's eye. It was like, oh um, damn! But once they realized, it'd be like you know, that, huh? That, you know that they had to watch a whole bunch more of an anime. It just kind of fell off at the first season, and you know it was. I think a lot of it wasn't so much the story that people were drawn to. It was the gore waiting to get people getting eaten by the Titan. Sure. Um, yeah. And I think once that started falling, they're like, okay, well, nobody's getting eaten anymore. This is just that weave shit now. Yeah, I'm, I've, I I got to be honest, man. I'm just, I'm just off the show. I always thought that Attack on Titan was a good anime, but not mm. a great anime. Sure. I, I got to tell you, I, like I said, I didn't even watch season two. I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'm just off it already. So, yeah, I think, uh, as I said, uh, my good buddy Tuki, I'm what you call a hype train hipster. I was already off. You, you're 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 thinking about jumping off now, baby. I was already gone. I'm gonna say that I will probably watch the third season. Um, but you know, like I'm I'm more excited for other things. So yeah, 
I think we'll all just kind of move on to the next. Tell game. you what I'm hyped for. Fucking badminton. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, the show's so the, that good. Hype, the hype train that I'm on is that My Hero Academia. It's very good. And, I don't and we think, are going to talk I about it next week. I don't think that I'm going to hop off of it because I really... They'd have, they'd have to fuck up pretty Where bad. I thought that Attack on Titan wasn't that special, and a lot of other people did, mm-hmm. I never thought it was that special. I thought it was somewhat predictable. My Hero Academia turned shit on its head. Let me say, when my bu- when my good buddy Roger says somewhat predictable, this is the fool who, after I had finished watching that show, before, when they were still saying, you know, oh, season two's finally going to come out next year or something, I was talking to him about this show, and he's like, I already know who all the big titans are. I already know who they are. I know exactly who they are. And I was like, okay, dude, chill. <laughs> yeah, and I did know who they were, and I was absolutely right. And I confirmed with my good buddy Allie, and she's like, how did you know that? <laughs> I'm like, well... I've been watching anime for so many goddamn years. You can pick them apart. You can look at their damn hairstyles and stuff. You can figure for it out. For the most part. Yeah, when the when the big lady titan showed up, when, I was like, I know that nose. When homeboy goes into big lady titan's hand and then he comes out, you start thinking that something is up. No, as soon as I saw lady titan and I was like, I saw that it's nose and I was like, oh, I know that nose. It was the nose for me. Oh, yeah. It's, it, yeah, the nose too. But the hair as well. Like it's... Mm-hmm. And... and she was in a group with a couple other guys, and one of them guys flies into her hand. She closes that damn hand, and homeboy flies out. Dumb. Anyway. Mm. Mm. Yeah, here, this but is... But My Hero Academia is unpredictable. As, Roger, Roger Moore, anime detective. As nobody knows who the hell that traitor is. Or who the, I know exactly the, who, who the, it is. I already told you. Who is it, dude? It's Naval Boy. You think it's naval laser? Shoot that pew, I think pew, it's too pew, easy to be naval laser. Pew, pew. You think oh. it's the cop? Yeah, I think it's the damn cop, dude. Don't trust the popo. You can't trust the damn popo. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, we've gotten way off track with this. Yeah, but, thank you. But we will definitely be hitting some theories like that over. We I will. can't wait to do my hero academia, dude. Uh, our I'm good pumped. buddies Clayton, Tookie, thank you so much for the questions. You're both beautiful people. Yeah, you, you guys so are much. great. Thank you all so much. Uh, if anyone else wants to send a question, remember you can do that and all that stuff. Are we? Are we? Are we wrapping it up? Are we winding? We're it down? wrapping it up, dude. We need to hit some plugs. Well, let's hit wind it down. Uh, if anyone else would like to send us questions, remember we have, of course, the Gmail. That's uh, the Good Buddies Anime Pod at Gmail dot com. Indeed, indeed. We also do have the Facebook group. That is the Good Buddies Universe. Yep. We have the Twitter feed, TGB underscore anime pod. All lowercase. I don't think it matters on Twitter if it's Whoa, lowercase I'm just going to say it anyway. I'm just going to punch it up right now with caps and see if it, I'm not actually going to do ding dong. See what you think about that. You want me to punch you in the ding dong? I want you to punch it up, dude. The fuck? Like a, like a sock and bopper, dude. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> More fun than a pillow fight. All right. Um... That was the Facebook. We got the Twitter. We also do have the uh, Tumblr, thegoodbuddies.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send us questions and asks and anything else on any of those. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. You also do have uh, the YouTube channel where you mm-hmm. may be listening to this right now. That is Rapid Kick Media. Yep. Leave us a comment and rating there. Rapid Kick Media is also the Instagram. Go check that out because I'm doing more anime posts. Too. Yeah, the the Instagram is pretty sick. The dude yeah, gets dude's always taking picture of his games and animes with his uh with his bird or cat or dog in the frame and I getting like hundreds of, of likes, <laughs> hundreds of likes. I usually off the cute now factor. I say on Instagram, 
I, I will be disappointed if this photo does not get at the very least 100 likes. This guy, he's a real, he's a real Instagram. Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm good, dude. I like that Instagram. The worst, man. Hate all the rest, but uh, yes. As, as for uh, the podcast, you can also find uh, our podcast itself wherever fine uh, podcasts are sold, even Except though we don't Spotify. sell them. We are not on Spotify, because fuck them. But we are on the uh, Podcast Addict. That's what I use. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Podbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast.com, I think, was the yeah. regular thing. Did you already say iTunes? iTunes. We are on iTunes. Google Play. Google Play. We, you can leave us. There, you can leave us ratings, qu- comments, there. anything there. It pretty much anywhere you can leave a comment. If you leave one, we're odds are we're gonna find it. If you leave us a question or something cool like that, go ahead and do it. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, oh, of course, it, that's it for the media. Yes. Yes. I always ask you that to make sure. Uh, do want to give a shout out to our good buddies, Married with Sea Monsters, right. aka the Mary Janes, for the use of our opening hey theme man, song. Hey man, that show was bopping, and I did get on that night. I posted our episode early last week. Yeah, I saw so that. So I could try to type out that note for him. I missed it, of course. I was working. Sorry, man. I wish I could have been there. But we, our opening theme song is Paper Doll, which you can find on Married with Sea Monsters. They're also on Spotify, but not not that one, and not their real cool stuff. And some cool stuff on Spotify. Don't get me wrong, but check out Married with seamonsters.bandcamp.com if you really want to be cool. Uh, we also want to thank our good buddy Petty Theft. Oh, yeah. That's two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Petty Theft, who is uh, on SoundCloud and Twitter under Petty Theft for the use of our ending theme, uh, which I, are we, are we officially calling it or? Yeah, Sweet Anime Dreams. Sweet Anime Dreams. Right now. We love it. If anyone, you know, we'll change the name every, every few episodes just to fuck with people. Yeah. But, uh, check them out. Uh, check, check them out. They got some cool stuff. Check out uh, his melody. Yeah, man. Special. Uh, yeah, dude, sick. <laughs> but I think that's about it. Uh, so let me, let me talk about my good buddy Parker and Braxton real Oh quick. yeah, we want to give a quick shout out are to, you, are you, are you a, what, how's it going? Are you a lover of mysteries? Can I do it? Yeah, man, of course. Give me, give me the thing. Give me the thing. There you go. Let me do one of these. There you go, oh, man. I love this shit. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I'll do some backing, some backing noise. Give me, you. give me some. Yeah, give me. All right. Are you a lover of mysteries? A seeker of the unknown? If so, check out Hidden, a podcast that takes a closer look at all things cults, cryptids, and conspiracies. We update every other Wednesday. It's great. Check it out. There was not an episode this past Wednesday, correct? So this coming Wednesday, there will be one. Uh, the show's super cool. <laughs> He's really going in with the creepy sounds. But yeah, that's our good buddies, Park and Braxton. They do a really yeah, cool lovely. show. We love it. Uh, I love it. I love you listening like that to weird it. I'm stuff? subscribed. Check them out. It's sick, dude. It's really sick. Uh, they've already buy and it'll leave you want more. They did an episode on, what was it again? They already did the Church of Wells. They've done Mothman. Mothman and, and then this uh, last one was, uh, I don't remember what it was it. called. Yeah. It was a Japanese mur- death cult, oh, uh, suicide uh, murder uh, cult. Um, Shinru- uh, um, uh, God, it's right on to my tongue. Let me just I'm thinking about it right now. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, which is why I'm not death trying. That's called Amstrico. I think that's how you say it. Amshinrico? Yeah. A-U-M. Yeah, Amshinrico. Shinriku. Shinrikyo. Uh, you know what? I'm embarrassing myself. Yeah, Shinrikyo. I've already said I'm, I'm not Japanese. I don't know these Um Shinrikyo. But yeah, that, that was a really fun episode. They, again, gave us a cool shout out on that one and called us the, the Good, good Buddy Show. show. <laughs> is it the Good Buddy Show? I'm so doubtful. Yeah. I'm so cool. You check out that good buddy show. Oh, it's so good, dude. But yeah, they have a great show. Check them out. Uh, but I think that's it for the plugs, yes? I think so, man. I so remember, think so. we're going to be breaking down like, yeah, first maybe 11, 12, 13, we're not sure yet, episodes of uh, season three of MHA. Yeah, we'll be, just know that it's going to be a chunk and it's going to be more of us 
interacting with our thoughts and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Let, we're not actually going to break it straight yeah, up. Yeah, we're not down. going through every single one of those episodes. It'll take us literally forever. Yeah, no, no way. But we will uh, be talking about them, our feelings. Here, yeah. Do you remember this badass thing that happened? Yeah, a little oh, boy spike hat, man. How oh, cool man. was that thing? Sick shit, dude. But uh, I think that's it. And you're taking us out? Yes. Yeah, I am, dude. All right. So from all of us here at the Good Buddies Universe, I'm your good buddy, Brandon. And I'm your good buddy, Roger. Binary! <laughs> It's a central feel for <laughs> why? <laughs>